It's Saturday morning, and you know what that means. It's time for some true heel heat. We got a lot to discuss. Is is all over? The honeymoon is over for All Elite Wrestling with so much backstage drama that you would think you're watching a soap opera at 1 p.m. on one of your favorite local syndications. You got Eddie Kingston and Sammy Guevara backstage altercation leading to Kingston suspension. You got Thunder Rosa having heat with Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. We're going to talk about the week in wrestling, including John Moxley squashing CM Punk. We got Johnny Gargano's return. So many great shows. Plus, we got a little preview for NWA 74 on this show as well. It's SP3, Miss Chrissy Love. This true heel heat. Let's get to the intro. Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, the new media <laughs> forbidden door, SP3. We are live on the True Hill Heat YouTube and Twitter for True Hill Heat 190. All elite drama. Discussing the latest <laughs> wrestling news, including more backstage drama in AEW with Eddie Kingston and Sammy Guevara having a backstage altercation leading to Eddie's suspension. Thunder Rosa uh, basically is injured and also has a great deal of heat with Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, and maybe more. We got a recap of the weekend wrestling with AEW Dynamite featuring John Moxley destroyed. CM Punk to become the Not undisputed wow. okay. world champion. <laughs> you had Rampage, WWE SmackDown last night, <laughs> NXT 2.0 with some more NXT UK integration. You had Raw featuring the return of Johnny Gargano. Revolution Pro here in the UK 10-year anniversary was this past week, as well as Impact on Access TV. And we'll have a preview, a very short preview of NWA 74 because they don't deserve too much of our time plus much much more <laughs> i am here with the beautiful the lovely miss chrissy love how are you doing good. chrissy good morning i'm okay i'm here it's been another week let's get into it i'm ready for all the tea that you're about to spill to me today uh mr sp3 i cannot wait i know it's a lots and lots of drama i'm i'm sipping very slow so I'm ready for all of this all of the smoke for you to tell me what's happening in our news of wrestling this week Absolutely, and I, I have I have a whole bunch of uh, Thomas the Train paraphernalia around me, Miss Chrissy Love. Oh my god! I to tell you, I told our producer before we went live. My daughter, uh, my kids, and my my misses this morning. They went to Thomas the Train. They didn't. They went without me because they didn't know when they'd be back. But they just came back, and they had all a bunch of Thomas the Train gear. Oh and my, my god! I, a, Thomas the Train is like passport. She got a passport to Thomas the Train and, and a flag. <laughs> Boys and girls, if you don't know, Thomas the Train was one of the highlights of our, you know, these young kids. That I'm, they're lucky to even see it, to be honest. Like, some of these kids don't even... But but I'm not even talking about, like, seeing the show. They went on the actual SP Thomas the Train. You froze for oh. a minute there. but Yeah, you froze they, on me. <laughs> <laughs> they, they went to an actual Thomas the Train. There's a railway here in the UK where you can ride on ride the, the train. Thomas the Train. Yes, there used to be one. They used to have it here, I believe, in like PA though. Uh, and um, it would like you know ride on like the actual like you can actually ride on him. 
I never got to get get the chance to take my children, but you know, I've seen it. Lucky for them, they're they're you know, they got to see it though. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. It's great <laughs> stuff. I had to mention that because I did see the, the flag was in the background here and I didn't want any <laughs> questions in the live chat of what that was. I just wanted to get that out the way. Uh I think we're supposed to have a special guest. Maybe they're running a little bit late. If not, it's me and Chrissy. It's okay. You get, you get a little, you get a little bit of me and Chrissy. We've had a bunch of guests last week for our five-year anniversary. Right. We want to thank everyone that watched that show. A lot of, a lot of increase in views for that show over That's the last up. week. Yes. So we appreciate everyone who joined us for the five-year anniversary. Who watched the five-year anniversary? It was a great one. One of our, one of the best streams. The best. Uh, shows of this flagship podcast we've ever been able to do i don't know if chrissy went back and watched it but we also showed footage at the end of the very first ever edition of true hill he yes man that was so, a world. yes it <laughs> i've seen it before but yeah it's, it's like you know just just takes you back to like where it, oh, everything always has a start and it's so like crazy just to see like how far you know we've come in like five years it has. It has. It's crazy. <laughs> and and we, branch we, we off to like not... little other shows that we have, like that. Just like we have, we have a show every day. <laughs> if you don't have to, you you can t you have something to watch every single day. And we talk about all of professional wrestling. That's why people come here for the flagship podcast. And we appreciate all of you who join us here live, 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time every Saturday. And show your appreciation back by dropping the thumbs up on this video. Share this video with all your wrestling fans, friends, and family on all your favorite social media platforms. If you are new to the True Hill Heat YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button. Hit the bell to stay notified for all the great content here. And, of course, if you're joining us in the live chat we want to hear from all of you what did you think about the weekend wrestling so let yep. us know in the live chat your super chat donation is also important it helps out the channel it helps us grow it helps out all the contributors to the channel that you see on screen so show your appreciation by dropping a little bit in the super chat donation if you will we got a bunch of people in the live chat already we got cm who says cp time i was like i was like i'm like 50 seconds late cm and you're already talking <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got alw the good brother now now he's 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 a part of the team because alw i want to thank him he just started for last week's five-year anniversary ba basically giving us the timestamps so people can can skip ahead if they want to hear certain parts nice. of the show you want to you want to hear oh us talk God. about the top news only you don't want to hear us talk and bullshit like we'd usually do for the first 10 15 minutes on this show. Seconds late. <laughs> You she can is you can do for that. All smokes. <laughs> Thank you to ALW for that. Uh, of course, of course, of course, CM is doing that. She also mentions uh, wrestling is a soap opera. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And there's a lot of soap opera behind the scenes as well. Frantic World says, "What's up, THH and Chad?" We had uh, the Negro Buck Nick Jackson here with us saying, "We're live, pal." Uh, ALW saying, "SP3 and Miss Chrissy Love, happy Saturday. Hope all is well. We hope all is well with you as." well good brother uh and yes nick jackson with the qu quick reminder since we since we're saying all bunch of stuff here congratulations yes! 
for one of our contributors, Chris G. We got G, the baby the, in the crew. Yeah. The new daddy. He's a he's a part of the two time baby making club along with myself, Ness. Me? Oh, you <laughs> well, yes, make, yes. Well, yeah, well, you did. You did. You actually did the work. We just <laughs> we 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 just put the we put the bun in the oven. You cooked it. <laughs> you cooked it. All we do. I carry. I carried the them. I carried the two. So I I guess I'm in the club too. <laughs> you you carried them. You you delivered them. You delivered them to the world. All we do. All we do is the preparation. And <laughs> So yes, thank you so much for that. Oh, this um, is gonna be a fun stamp for um for uh Alan Weinstein to put it on there. Like, oh, the, at this time they talked about put making babies. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Write it down, ALW. Um, but yeah, uh, Chris G, congratulations! New bundle of joy, a baby girl, Sophie G, who will be a future future contributor here on the show. Oh, Hill. Sophie, he, I he, love he, the name. Oh. Oh, you know he's not gonna have no time. They're gonna take all his money. Absolutely, you you already know he's he's <laughs> surrounded by women. It's he ridiculous. is. He definitely is. That is true. They run the household. He's just there. <laughs> He's girl dad extreme. We got Chase Oliver saying, I love Thomas. Uh, we got CM, of course, being a hater, saying, I hated <laughs> Thomas, but I get bluey now, so it's balanced. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh... <laughs> Uh, Nick Jackson saying it was amazing being a part of that broadcast uh, last week. Thank you so much, Nick Jackson, for yep, joining yep. us. See, see, um, really, you had to, you really counted like how many, how many minutes and seconds we, we, we. I'm, I'm pretty sure we started at at 11:06 a.m. It wasn't that bad. Jesus, sheesh. But yes, uh, congratulations to Big Daddy Chris G, and thank you to everyone who's joining us in the live chat. And look at this, look at this. I just, I just noticed we have someone else in the backstage area. He's making a habit of doing these pop-ins, even when he's not <laughs> officially on the show. The third <laughs> member of the OG three of the True Hill Heat YouTube channel, Top Guy JJ, is at work, ladies and gentlemen. What's happening, gang? What's happening? What's happening? What's going on, friend? You got to uh, be a little away for a couple of minutes. Uh, no, no, no. I'm actually a few minutes early, so I was like, you know what? Let, oh. me, let, me, let me just pop in for a little bit, you know, Great. before we go ahead and we end up being the number one store in New York again. Just, just oh. say again. Um, <laughs> throwing that out there. But yeah, yeah. What's going on, y'all? How y'all doing? We are chilling we're doing here, well. you know. We were sending our congrats to Big Daddy Chris G and uh, the new yeah, member of the baby YouTube Sophie, show. baby Sophie. That was beautiful to see. Beautiful to see yesterday at like four in the morning. Yes, at uh, True True Hill True Hill Heat Two Point is is developing. We got, oh we got a God. bunch of people <laughs> in the developmentals. We got we got Chrissy Loves Kids who are already on the channel doing reviews. You got Harlem who always makes her appearances. Cindy will eventually be camera ready. He he he's too busy just staying to himself. Like I'm not about this bullshit. But um, very camera shy. <laughs> we got we got Ness's who usually joins us on screen when Ness is on screen. So. It's it's growing. It's growing. The 2.0 division. And now Sophie G is the newest star of THH 2.0. Takeover is coming, son. <laughs> it is. It is. 
and it's like Chrissy's babies are gonna be the OGs, you know, because they they right. they, 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 they like a, a tad older, so they probably gonna kick this off and be like us. So we be like the three OGs. They'll be the two young Gs. <laughs> <laughs> they are they yes. are the the Champa and Gargano of uh, THH two point <laughs> Who's turning on who? <laughs> you tell us, Chrissy Love. Who would be the uh, one to turn on the other? The, the younger one, Bryson. <laughs> of course, for sure. Of course, he's gonna be got Theo. Got Theo written all over him. Yeah, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely, for sure. Uh yes, we gotta shout out a bunch of people who support us on social media, the True Hill Heat YouTube channel and patreon.com forward slash true hill heat, our true hill trinity, our top three conversation starters on the True Hills group page on Facebook. We got Reno Red, Stewie Palmer, and of course, number one, the Negro Buck Nick Jackson. Our Patreon backers is Nick Jackson, Vala B, Alan Weinstein, Alex McCarthy, Professor Chris, who joined us last week. Thank you for joining us last week. Good sir. Austin K, Slam and Sammy Joe, You My Boy Blue, Yachty, Robert, Steve, Antoine, Fifth Generation Carney, Beep Boop, DJ Eric, who also joined us last week, Ladarius Brown, John, aka Russell Scopes, Dan Snide, Kobe, Toy Morgan, John Paul, and Blue Eyes. Thank you to all our Patreon uh, backers. You guys are the lifeblood of us, supporting us each and every month over on patreon.com forward slash true hill heat i don't know how much time top guy jj uh has but do you want to hear some of this aew backstage drama tea oh i definitely do i got about maybe like seven eight minutes so let's let's go for it <laughs> let's do it with our top news story eddie kingston suspended Following a backstage altercation with Sammy Guevara, several sources, including Dave Meltzer of Wrestling Observer and Fightful Select, report that Eddie Kingston was recently suspended from AEW following an altercation backstage with Sammy Guevara. Both state that the planned match between the two at AEW All Out is up in the air at this point, although it was noted that AEW is still promoting it on social media. PW Insider noted that the incident happened several weeks ago during a dynamite taping in Minneapolis after a promo from Guevara. Fightful adds that Guevara made a comment about Kingston's physique and appearance, which led to Kingston taking a swing at him. They were separated. Kingston was suspended several weeks ago, and it and has now ended, according to Meltzer. The expectation is that he will be back on the road starting next week. As a result of the suspension, at least one segment that had been planned to build their match was canceled. It's unknown if Guevara was also suspended, even though it's been later confirmed that he wasn't. But he taped the match for Rampage last night, uh, uh, this week in Cleveland. He was not on the TV taping in West Virginia, but there were travel issues in and out of Charleston at that time. Kingston told Meltzer that he sometimes does things he shouldn't, apologized, and said he owns what he did. He also gave a statement to PW Insider where he said, you know the truth. I wouldn't lie. I was wrong for being unprofessional. That is the blind fact. He did what he did, and the the public can judge that, but I know for a fact I was wrong. Fightful Select has more details about what 
went down between Kingston and Guevara, according to their report. Kingston was mad that Guevara hadn't talked with him or cleared the content of a promo that was eventually edited mm. off a show. The two hadn't talked to since Blood and Gus, which had a spot where Kingston threw Guevara off a cage. There were reportedly pretty clear parameters set for Guevara feuds in which wrestlers cannot mention his ex-fiance, but that hasn't come up or been pitched. However, in the promo that was taken off of Rampage, Guevara called Kingston a fat piece of shit. Kingston's <laughs> problem was that it buried the match as he was set to beat Guevara at All Out, and it makes them both look bad if a fat piece of shit were to win. This came after Guevara was developing a reputation backstage for being hard to work with after he previously worked with Sky, Scorpio Sky, uh, Ethan Page, and Sanjay Dutt months before this. Kingston had actually requested to work with Guevara after the latter's feud with Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, and it was said that not many people were trying to work with Guevara at that time. After the promo, Kingston yelled at Guevara, who smiled at him. It was then Kingston that pie-faced Guevara, who was unhappy with it. Kingston was then suspended for two weeks. While Kingston didn't confirm the story, he did he did say to Fightful in a brief statement, I was wrong, that is all. In reaching out for Guevara's take on the matter, he felt there were communication issues and Kingston, nor any coaches or Tony Khan, said that his line was off limits. He said that anyone who shames the way Eddie looks are likely the same kind of people that say he's too small and was playing off of that section that criticized based on that as opposed to his own personal beliefs. It was said that if it were communicated to him not to comment on that, he wouldn't have. He said in his official statement, as a professional, you communicate things that you don't want to be said, like other people I've been in programs with and have worked with, Matt Hardy, Chris Jericho, and others, and I did communicate what I didn't want to be said in this angle, and Eddie did it. Eddie did not uh, do the same, and Eddie did not mention to me or the coaches or TK or anyone in AEW what he didn't want said. So after ties in my match with Sky Blue and Dante, I cut a promo on Eddie insulting Eddie and the fans as a heel, which I know the thing everyone loves to do is hate me and Ty, so I'm the perfect person to play this asshole character for Eddie to ultimately beat at All Out. I see what people say online about Eddie and his appearance, which anyone who legitimately shames Eddie for how he looks can go to hell. It's the same people who shame me for being too small. So Sammy Guevara, the character, I could be the physical person playing that person that Eddie can shut up at all out. But Eddie did not do the professional thing and communicate to me, which he, if he did, I never would have said it because the last thing I want to do is hurt someone for real. So after the promo, I get to the back and Eddie is flipping out, yelling, you can't call me fat over and over as I'm trying to walk down the stairs in Gorilla making a big scene. People get in between us. Eddie tries to pie face me. He more like touches my face. It was weird. And everyone backs everyone up. It was unfortunate because this promo was on a tape show and easily could have been edited edited which they ended up doing anyways i know this isn't eddie's first time being aggressive and getting out of control backstage i know he had to do some kind of anger management after this whole thing this whole thing was very unnecessary but it is what it is live and learn i guess on to the next we go Eddie Kingston has been active on Twitter in the wake of the recent news, and he posted a tweet saying, last thing I will say about my suspension, I was wrong. In the wrong for touching another man's face, let it go. 
One of the alleged issues with the comment was that he, it buried the match uh, and him, which he seemed to reference in an earlier tweet saying, never totally bury your opponent. This is one of the first lessons about promos that Chris Jericho learned according to his book, A Lion's Tale Around the World in Spandex. And then finally, to turn, so it turns his attention to Glenn Gilberti, a.k.a. Disco Inferno, who took the side of those who body shame people, saying wrestlers and fans need to pull a full stop on this fat shaming bullshit. The wrestlers being fat shamed need to be put in the effort to go to the gym and diet and instead of playing victim. Do the fucking work and stop embarrassing this industry. Which Kingston wow. replied, wow. you never did the work and the boys kept you around to laugh at you. I remember hearing the story where Big Show farted in your face, you ain't a man. Not going to lie, I still enjoy watching Disco on at Wrestling Bios, reliving the war every Thursday as I eat at Five Guys and ice cream. <laughs> and I can't. Of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, the Eddie Kingston versus Sammy Guevara match is no longer planned for All Out at this moment. I know you got to go soon, Top Guy JJ. So what's your thoughts on this whole ordeal concerning Eddie Kingston and Sammy Guevara? Well, I'm going to let y'all go ahead and rip Disco because I'm not even going to get into that because I ain't got time for that bullshit. Um, at the end of the day, I think it's you got to see one... Um, you got to check everybody's mental statuses. Like, how is Eddie Kingston, like, mentally? Like, mm -hmm. does he have any, like, disorders that we are unaware of? Because to, to kind of be in that business, obviously, you go through shit as you've been in the game. But what he did and how he reacted was completely wrong. I think to me, like, what he did was, like, just, listen, they, they have this chemistry. They've been around for, what, three years mm -hmm. now. They've been around for so long and they know they're going to get into something. Just fucking talk to each other. Just just say, hey, these are my trigger points. Just please just don't say that. These are my trigger points. I don't handle that well. Just mm -hmm. don't just, just avoid saying this. And he didn't do that. So it's like right. he went into the assumption believing that Sammy would just know. And it's right. like, no, right. Right. we don't have we we've never had a one on one angle before ever. So put me on. Like, put me on. Like, let me know. Like, be the professional. That's literally, like, if I'm going if I'm going out there right now and I'm telling my people what I don't like and what, what I love, and I'm just observing and I'm just making sure that I, I see it, that's stupid. So, you're going to be in a place where you're making a ton of money. You got to act like you're in a place where you're making a ton of money. Mm -hmm. Like, you, you got you to gotta be the part. You got to play the part. You got to be responsible. And then when, when you, when you, don't say something that bothers you. That's your fault. That's your fault. So Sammy is just doing his job. Like he he's one hundred percent right in this, and we have slammed Sammy before. To me, he is a thousand percent right here because he knows he's in tune with what people are viewing and how they perceive them right now. So he's being that guy. And that is a perfect answer. That's a perfect response. Like, mm -hmm. he, he handled that well. And for him to come out and say, hey, that is the last thing that I want to do in real life. Right. Which means right. that he's aware. Eddie mm -hmm. Kingston wasn't. So that's on Eddie. That's on Eddie. And to just to say, hey, oh, I was wrong. Just get over it. No, no, fucker. Like, you got to have some accountability now. You're a star. Like, you have to have accountability like you're a big star. And you mm -hmm, are not mm -hmm. acting like you are taking that accountability seriously. 
So it's like almost it's like, yo, if your match gets scrapped, that's actually good for you. Because it's not it's bad for Sammy, but because so, Sammy then Sammy should just get on the show somehow. But it's like, dude, like you can't just brush off when you do bad shit. You just can't brush that shit off. Like it's not right. Because say if that was fucking uh, John Moxley or CM Punk or, or Kenny mm-hmm. Omega that did something mm-hmm. like that, that story would be even bigger. And how much unprofessional they would be for, for right. having that type of action because they're leaders of the business. Eddie Kingston. You're 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 not young in the game no more. You should be one of the leaders in the business. So act better. Do yes, better. yes, yes, absolutely. You're like the uncle. You should. Yeah, yep. Do it's better. Bad, it was bad communication on and on. It was. He should just say, "Yo, I didn't like that." That's all. Like it. It did. It wouldn't have to be a big all a big ordeal. You didn't have to be suspended. Like it just should have been something that and like SP. It is like a soap opera. Like why did you have to make this such a big like thing? Like. All you had to do, and I'm sure you guys talk before you guys wrestle. So why didn't this have like have a, like a discussion? Everyone goes through the rundown of how these things happen. So I'm confused on like where did where did we lose communication at? You know what I'm saying? Like unless Eddie just thinks that he's just like the uncle, and everyone has to then listen to the you know the uncle. That's you know what it is. You understand what I'm saying? Like because not all the time everyone is right. And unfortunately, you you have to like take responsibilities for what you did. So yes, you should be you should the suspension should be you 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 should have gotten suspended because you what you did was not called for. Yeah, yeah, and, and Eddie took accountability for it. So anyone who's trying to defend Eddie, he's already said that he was in the wrong here because he could have he could have communicated it better either before it before the promo happened or after the promo happened. Yeah. Like it, like they said, it was a taped rampage. If he just went up and calmly said to Tony Khan, even if he didn't want to talk to Sammy because he was too upset after what Sammy said, he could have went to Tony Khan and be like, "I don't think that's right. I think it." buries me it buries the match for what he said i don't know if we should use that promo and it could have been squashed there instead of him getting himself suspended and now possibly the match completely scrapped because now you're not only just hurting yourself you're also hurting sammy yeah yeah now you could have had a spot on tv and i mean you could have had spot on all out and now you've now taken that away like this is like one of their big pay-per-views and you've you've messed that up Unfortunately, I mean, maybe Sammy and um, his wife will probably be on a promo or do something, you know, be, get some type of like five minute time. But still, you've ruined you, you've ruined your 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 chances on being on TV for a big pay-per-view. And, you know, and, you know, you know, just like JJ said, what if it was like the other guys that were unprofessional? You know what I'm saying? Like that would have been like a big ordeal. They would just was like, oh, my, you know, they would have been talking about it more. But since it's like you guys is not talk as much, but still, nevertheless, is newsworthy for people to talk about. So to to end this off with uh, Top Guy JJ, because I know you got to get to work. Do you believe, though, because we still have a week before All Out, do you think mm-hmm. that maybe Tony Khan will talk to, to both parties and eventually put the matchup back on All Out? Because it was a great deal of buildup. They already kind of have had the promos which said that this match is going to happen, and you know there's going to be fans in Chicago that want to see Eddie Kingston because he's such a popular figure. And because mm-hmm. This is now a big news story. It can it can be it's gonna have more interest if he does put it on the card. Do you think he will change his mind and put it back on all out? Don't you think Tony Khan's got a lot on his plate right now? Yeah. He is dealing probably I mean, probably yeah. 
just to kind of like kind of hot shot it right now he's probably dealing with the most adversity he has dealt with since running aew right now based on just one episode of dynamite and this shit right here because regardless of what side of the coin you are on that cm punk and john moxley match is a polarizing that was trash or that was brilliantly handled there is no in between with that <laughs> so he's oh, i loved it I love like, that's it. what I'm saying. I love but it so that's much. what I'm some saying. People, but some people, that, yeah, yeah, some people sort of... hated it. Like there was literally, right. as I, I, I read that shit on Instagram, Facebook. Literally seventy, I would say like 70 percent of the comments was, "What the hell was that? WTF was that?" And and it's that's just what it is. So he's got to freaking worry about a main event at his second biggest show of the year, and now here he go, kind of now deal with the undercard. <laughs> so. He's got a lot on his plate right now, um, but if they work it out, listen, he's he's got some some ears. He's he's got some buddies that he can talk to. So hopefully, he gets to work that out because um right right yeah if it'll probably be best for business if he probably keeps them off the show just to keep that bad publicity out because he's already got enough going on. But if he <laughs> if he works it out to so give him second chances, then go for it. It, it just gives well when we get to that part, we'll talk we'll talk about it. Oh yeah, we, we we definitely will. Top guy JJ, please let the people know where they can follow you on social media and when's the next time they will see you here or on True Hill Heat Sports. Well, all right. Well, on Instagram you can find me at True Hill underscore Top Guy JJ. And on here, I'm I'm trying. I still haven't been able to work my schedule out. I'm trying to see if I, if I can work out for next week. Um, I, I'm I'll keep y'all posted on that. But on the True Hill Heat Sports Channel with the Stack King and and, and and you know the face the ace of the True Hills Romeo, we we talk about we talk about a lot of football, a lot of football. We've been covering every single division so far this year. Last week's conversation was un- insufferable with the AFC East. So hopefully we 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 get a little bit more civilian type of conversation next week. But I'm not sure about that because now we're going to be talking about Stack King's division, which is going to be insufferable again. Um, but it's been fun. It's been fun. I can't wait to kick it with you guys again. It's been fun. Um, glad I got to come on here for like 15, 20 minutes and chat it up with you guys. But, um, it's been real. Love you guys. Miss y'all. And can't, can't wait till we are in person. Yes, I know. (laughs) Soon enough. Soon enough. Thanks for joining us. All right, guys. I'll see see you next time. Have a good day at work, friend. But yes, Tony Khan has a lot on his plate, on his, and that includes more. He can't catch a break now. He cannot catch a break. <laughs> no, no, that means more backstage <sighs> drama that we got to talk about as well. I want to highlight a couple of comments in the chat here. Uh, we got a uh, <laughs> bunch of people with the polarizing opinions of the Moxley and Punk situation, which we'll get into. Uh, Nick Jackson saying, I loved it only because I wanted Mox to win. We got Vala B who says, I fucking loved it. We got <laughs> who says, I fucking hated it. Uh, we got CM who says, the fuck. Uh, but yes, uh, and Bell says, they got over a million for that match. How much of that is he going to lose uh, because of those people? Uh, those people off. I don't think he will. I don't think. I think right, they, yeah. he stayed pretty consistent afterwards. And people, even if you were pissed off by the result, you want to see what they're going to do next. After next for so at Chicago, right? Right. We still have Wednesday. Penny, 
We still may have something happen on Friday, and then you have the sun, the the, sun, the show, which is Sunday. So there's still the time to like get these the, get the ducks in the row. Don't yeah. count it out yet, guys. Like, okay, you know, they're only fucking with us, guys. Stop it. Trust exactly. Me. They're they're, they're working y'all. They're working. Y'all. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay to be worked. That's what wrestling's <laughs> here for. And a couple of shots for uh, Chase Oliver saying, I'll see you on Thursday, JJ. And then we also got ALW saying, peace, top guy. But yes, Tony Gaughan has a lot on his place, which includes even out. more backstage drama, Miss Chrissy Love. Let's talk about your forte, the women's wrestling world, as this one is the long one. A- Thunder Rosa Is it announces- the long one, really? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was not the long one. This is the long one. That's a okay, long, okay. well, all over the place type of story. Thunder Rosa uh, announces injury that will keep her out of action for all for AEW All Out. Uh, there will be an AEW Interim Women's World Champion to be determined at that show. And she has I love how they great- do the Interim Champions. They don't they don't swipe the champion or make them give up their belt. I like how they put someone in place while that other person is um, getting the services and rehabbing so they can get better. Yeah. Sorry and, to cut you off. I didn't mean and to No, it is the fact that if he would have stripped Thunder Rosa of the title after letting CM Punk hold on to the title, imagine that. Imagine right, right. Oh, my God. We would have come for his neck. What? Oh, people I mean, are, off with his head. People already complaining that Thunder style. Rosa didn't get an in-ring promo. Imagine if he would have stripped her at the title. What? <sighs> off with his head. Send him, to, like, <laughs> burn him to the crypts. <laughs> well, yeah, Thunder Rosa <laughs> is out of action due to, inj- to injury, and an interim AEW Women's World Champion will be crowned at AEW All Out. AEW announced on, ten- on uh, Wednesday's episode of Dynamite that Rosa is out of action due to an injury, and a fatal four-way match will be held to crown the interim champion at the pay-per-view. Tony Storm Jamie Hayter, Hikaru Shida, and Britt Baker will compete at the pay-per-view for the interim title, and the title is set to be unified when Rosa returns from injury. In the latest Wrestling Observer Radio, it was noted that the original plan for All Out was for Rosa to lose the title to Tony Storm. It remains Mm. to be the plan for All Out is still for Storm to become a champion. However, following Dynamite, Voices of Wrestling released a very polarizing report that alluded to Thunder Rose's injury being a work, saying it was more akin to the Shawn Michaels loses his smile promo, and the real reason behind her being out of action was backstage heat that she had with Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. One note indicated Mm. that the heat with Hayter started after Jamie broke her nose during their match at Battle of the Bells 3 earlier this month, and also that Thunder Rosa hid in the bathroom after the match, fearing a fight would transpire between the two. Fightful confirmed Voices of Wrestling's report somewhat, indicating that Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa can't stand each other, with that having been the case for well over a year. Still, Mm -hmm. the two attempting to remain professional and work with each other, and from what uh, Fightful was told, remain open to doing so for the sake of simply doing their jobs. However, Jamie Hayter also had developed heat with Rosa after she got her nose broken in the match that was previously mentioned, and much of the heat on Rosa has emerged from her working stiff in the ring. 
Word emerged shortly before Dynamite that Rosa was injured and wouldn't be competing at All Out. Fightful Select had gained word the original plan and confirmed what Meltzer said was for Tony Storm to emerge victorious and win the AEW Women's World title. And now the interim championship will be will be decided and they haven't learned of the creative plan set for the title since. Fightful has had talent contact them on both sides of things regarding Rosa with many saying that she's worked hard to get other young women's talent booked and others saying that they perceive her as developing an ego and being difficult to work with. Those that have worked with with Rosa at Mission Pro Wrestling have had positive things to say about her leadership when she's around. Fightful had been unable to confirm their reports that Thunder Rosa hid in a bathroom after the Jamie Hayter spot. Rosa is said to have been injured, and the actual injury is unknown, but speculated to be related to bulging discs. PW Insider uh, later confirmed that, saying that it is a disc issue, but the extent of the injury isn't known as of yet. To further expand on the Hater Rosa part of this, David Bixenspan of FightBite.com reported two different sources in AEW confirmed the substance of the the whole thing with her hiding in the bathroom. Hiding in the bathroom may have been a figure of speech, but both sources confirmed that Rosa was nowhere to be found after the match, with one noting that the champion sprinted from the ring. The same source, however, added that when Rosa eventually emerged, she was explicitly explicitly told about the injury and did try to apologize, only to lock herself in the bathroom subsequently after, uh, which may have led to the two stories being conflated. Conflicted. Uh, what, whether or not Rosa's perceived bad habits are intentional or not, it is an issue that that they've heard both sides of, even from her distract, uh, detractors. One AEW opponent said that the champion is simply badly trained and never improved her fun- fundamentals, but also felt that some incidents could not have been accidental. One source who worked in a behind-the-scenes capacity with Rosa and Lucha Underground early in her career disagreed with the assessment about Rosa's training and skills, though, saying that nobody can say she doesn't have fundamentals. The same AEW opponent, though, also felt there was a pattern where when Rosa messes up a spot and the match goes south, it's usually in a way that undermines her opponent. In particular, she felt that Rosa had an hesitance to bump and or feed for her opponent's offense. When it comes to Thunder Rosa's reputation for regularly hurting opponents with her strikes, which one source noted went back to at least as far as her ROA stint that ended in 2019, there's a similar lack of consensus. Two different women who have wrestled Rosa in AEW took issue with her low dropkick to a seated uh, opponent, which is theoretically supposed to be fairly standard kick to the chest. Both used very similar verbiage to describe taking the kick to the effect that they were worried that Rosa had broken my face. A third AEW opponent who spoke only having positive interactions with Rosa defended the spot, saying that it's a stiff move. Some shit is is just stiff. The two women who told uh, told uh, David about being hurt by the low dropkick only took issue with the Fightful Select report that cited Rosa working stiff as being a source of heat, feeling that there was a clear distinction between taking shots in and hurting your opponent slash dance partner with them. She'll just beat the fuck out of people, said one of the aforementioned opponents. Her strikes are killing you. 
The third opponent who defended her, though, added that whenever she had taken issue with her strike from Rosa, the issue was immediately addressed to her satisfaction in the ring, saying, and I quote, she definitely has a tendency to be snug, but I've never felt that like it was reckless or too much, she said. And anytime it has been reckless or too much, I've straight up said, what the fuck? And she apologized and we moved on. Thunder Rosa's attitude towards other talents surrounding some of the negative interactions, including non-contracted wrestlers doing extra work on AEW Dark and Dark Elevation, was another issue that was cited. One extra recalled Rosa berating her, specifically accusing her of being poorly trained for no particular reason after they had finished their match. An AEW contracted wrestler meanwhile remembered Rosa yelling at another extra so loudly that she could hear it from down the hall and felt the need to see what the commotion was. The later wrestler uh, found the content of the speech to be particularly hypocritical as well as she recalled Rosa berating the extra for forgetting all their spots despite having her own history of the same issue. The same contracted wrestler added that Rosa has a tendency to come off as aloof, even in interactions she intended as being more positive, like talking down to veterans with seniority on her about how she can help them. I did speak to uh, David Basis fan saying, I did speak to two extras, though, who spoke of entirely positive experiences with Rosa when they were squashed by her on AEW's YouTube shows, saying, I've never once felt that as if she's taken any liberties, said one. She's always been very nice to me, so added the other. When I was backstage at AEW, she was actually one of the few that sat down with me and a couple of friends to just chat about the business, nothing but positive interactions with her. That's just the first part of this story, Chrissy. But <laughs> the first part, I'm like, wait, I'm confused about this. But okay, okay, go ahead to the second part. Then go ahead. It, it, it's I'm I'm gonna get to that, but just to break down this part of the story so far, let's first talk about the whole injury and um, right, you know, and Tony Storm winning the championship. Uh, how do you feel about the, you know, the interim championship? You kind of alluded to that with Rosa possibly being out for a few months. And mm -hmm. do you think that it's any reason to believe that it's it's not an injury from what, uh, you know, Voices of Wrestling first reported? Um, no, I I feel like the injury was true. At least it looked since like she looks and said like she didn't want to like give the announcement or whatever, like saying that, you know, she was injured. So. I, I would hope that it's not a work. And I hope that she, you know, gets better and we come back, you know, you know, a thousand percent much better than she is now, you, you know? Um, but again, I'm like confusing, like the whole, like back and forth with everyone backstage and with hers, like what's, what's happening exactly where people now want to bring this out as she's injured and she has to now step back for a second. I, it, it's very confusing. I, it seems right, like it's, it's a, like, split, you... a split opinion, it seems, on Thunder Rose's kind of backstage reputation at this point. It's, 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 um, it's I don't know, man. It's, it's a lot because it's like, it's, it sounds like lots of stories, and I don't know which one I should believe, if that makes sense. Too many hands in a cookie jar. Too many people talking a lot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, okay. it seems. It seems like everybody <laughs> has their opinion, but it, it kind of seems like the whole opinion is kind of split down the middle. And right. uh, to get 
another opinion here. We got a special guest joining us, Miss Christy Love. Everyone watching, uh, they are one of the co-hosts on the Roundtable Pro Wrestling podcast, seen weekly on Bodyslam.net. Independent wrestler, current. O-I-W-A North American Heavyweight Champion nice. The Franchise Player Bad Blood is here with us Welcome to man, the show, good brother Man, with that put over, I don't know how, to, how I can uh, <laughs> How I can make it any better I mean, I'm here with the Phenom right here SP3 And uh, yeah, good looking out on the, on the uh, follow, Chrissy um, Thank you very much You're very welcome So, Thank you for coming <laughs> Oh, always, always I, um I totally forgot about the time difference, and I woke up. I'm like, "Oh crap!" I'm not even in my studio. I'm like on my laptop in my living room right now. Um, <laughs> so, talking about the Thunder Rosa thing, here is like, here's, here's here's my take on it. Yeah, you know, she's a former MMA fighter. You know what I mean? I mean, we're, we're sometimes. I mean, we, everyone works stiff. Let's just call it what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everyone works stiff. Everyone works snug. I mean, I've been in wrestling thirty years. I've been beat up. I've been hit hard. I've hit people hard. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's part of the business. It happens. It happens. It, it happens. Yeah. Right. Um, the fact that they made they, they made Rosa go out there mm-hmm. and do a a backstage promo instead of actually just giving her respect enough to put her in the middle put of the ring. Put in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That right there for one that was messed up. For two. She, if you if you go to her Twitter, thank you, Nick. If you go to her Twitter, uh, Vladimir, what's up? If you go, um, if you go to her Twitter, right, hours before the show, she was tweeting nice things. Oh, I'm so excited to be here! Can't wait to be here! Blah blah blah! Can't wait to do this! Can't wait to do that! You know what I'm saying? Like she was excited about it, right? Mm. So if you knew you were coming to the show and you were injured. Would you be excited on Twitter? Would you be like dropping like, oh man, I can't wait to see you guys? Hell no. You'd be sad as mm. shit on Twitter. Right? If you knew you were gonna vacate the title or whatever the issue is. You wouldn't be talking such positive things. Exactly. I mean, if if I had to vacate my title, I wouldn't be like, Oh man, I can't wait to come out and see you guys. I'm so excited <laughs> to be in the area. To be fair to her, she did say on Busted Open Radio she only found out when she got to the building and wasn't cleared by the doctors, to be fair. Mm. So I think that's why she had like, a positive feel early <laughs> on day going into the show. And then it's been He's something that she's been it. working with. Okay. <laughs> Straight shoot. I text Thunder Rosa tonight. I saw, I, I saw that. And the response in the text I got, I'm not going to say on the show, but let's just let, let, me, let me put it to you this way. Thunder Rose is a, is a really great person. Really good person. Um, to be treated unfairly like she has been as a champ. I mean, let's just call it what it is. Her championship reign is like fucking hangman page. Okay, she's not she didn't get any she's not getting any respect. I mean <laughs> you have Thunder Rose as the woman's champion, but Jay Cargill, no offense to Jay Cargill, is getting way better push than your world champion. Yeah. Okay? Way better push. Then you got Britt Baker coming on national TV slandering you. Yeah, that I didn't like that part. Come on, man, Tony Khan. You, I love AEW. Okay, as a professional wrestler, I love AEW. I have family that works at AEW. I'm not gonna smash on the company. And I do this every Monday and Wednesday, Friday night on my podcast. People say, "Oh, you're a shill. You love AEW. You don't love WWE." Well, you know what? WWE's been kicking a lot of ass this week, so 
shout out to Triple H for that. Um, <laughs> but I'm also the guy that tells it straight up. I don't give a shit about catching any heat for it because hey, I mean, I'm not here for the company. I'm here for the fans. You know, mm. just like you guys are. Um, I think that Tony Khan has screwed up a lot over the last two, two, three months. Mm. I mean, Parker Boudreaux. You get that motherfucker an all elite graphic. Parker Boudreaux. The dude can't even run the damn ropes. He's horrible in the ring. But you gave that guy an all elite graphic. But then you got you got Willow Nightingale, who still hasn't gotten one. Mm, mm, true. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like, come mm. on, let's 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 shoot let's shoot real with it. Like, so you're treating certain people certain ways, and a lot of guys there's a lot of heat backstage. Like AEW is not the the uh the promised land it was six months ago. People were upset. Guys like guys like like um Marco Stunt are now on on you on Twitter bashing the company. Guys like um um I can think of dude's name now. GCW. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You got guys like that. But but the, the point I'm making, the point I'm making is as a champion, she is not being treated like a champion. She's not being treated like a focal mm. point. She's not being treated like yeah. a major chess piece on the board. She's a she never was arm. though. Exactly, but that's your champion. Now, this whole interim title thing, I think it's crap. I hate it. That's just a way for them to put the belt back on Britt Baker. Mm. I know I know. there's a lot of people who are saying that. I know uh, Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer saying that he only cared about the women's division, really, Tony, when Britt Baker was the champion because mm-hmm. she does, you know, for better or worse, regardless of how you feel about Britt Baker, she does have that type of personality. She is their biggest character in the women's division. So that's why Tony is going to go for her. But I totally agree with everything you said. It's been embarrassing, the booking of Thunder Rosa, who yeah. is this this popular yeah. baby mm-hmm. a year ago that was getting some of the biggest reactions every time she came out even if it was for like a two minute squash on an mm-hmm. episode dynamite you heard that thunder rosa pop every single time out and ever since she's become the champion it's just been less and less time you know they there was the whole thing about her first month or two months it as champion where she got like less than 13 minutes combined yeah. mm-hmm. on episodes of dynamite mm-hmm. and rampage it's just it's really bad and you know uh jimmy says it all the time on ae ramble he was like yeah. it was great it was great for tony when he was going against vince because he looked like the better option but now right. that Triple H is in power his faults and his weaknesses as a booker in this women's division stand out more because when you see on the opposite end of what Triple H is doing with the women's division it just seems much better for them and it's going to become a bigger thing his treatment of the women's division when it's time for a lot of these big names in the women's division to re-sign or sign somewhere else they're going to look at WWE as the better option because they treat the women's division so much better there. Man, who would have thought we'd be saying this like, right. like four weeks, five weeks ago? <laughs> who would have thought this? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the wrestling world is so crazy. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, I, I Brit, Brit is money. Don't get me wrong. Brit is money. Um, like I said, Brit may, be, Brit may be the Charlotte Flair of AEW right now. Yeah, okay. You know, and, in a sense, Charlotte's great too. Um, 
Yeah. It's, it's it's in the way you promote someone. You can take you can take a bag of shit and make it, you know, the the uh, uh, you know the bag of bag of gold by the end of the night if you promote it right. <laughs> if you do it you right, yes. Yeah. If you yes, if you, yes, if you yes, push yes. it right, I can make this sprite can the next world champion. It's just you know you right. start smart about it. And Tony isn't being smart about it. He's like um, he's 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 got so much so many new toys. Where it's like, oh man. Do. I remember I used to love my Xbox One. Now I have a PS5, and I have so many games on this PS5 that eh, I don't need the Xbox One anymore. Then the PS5 breaks, and he's like, great, I wish I had the Xbox One now. Right. He, he is legitimately Andy in Toy Story 1. And he there just keeps getting new Buzz Lightyears every single week. So Woody, Rex, Slinky, they go down mm-hmm. and down the, the chart. Every single head. Time. Yep, all of them. Yep. That happens. <laughs> uh, Chrissy, I do want to ask you, uh, what's your thoughts on this kind of reported heat between Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker not being able to stand each other? Can, they hate each other, but they are still able that they want to work. They are down to work with each other because they're still professionals and now we got the whole heat between Jamie Hayter and Thunder Rosa for a spot I'll be honest here I don't understand why people are mad at Thunder Rosa for Jamie Hayter getting her nose broken if you look at the spot where she got her nose broken it was on a move that Jamie did to Thunder Rosa and her knee just fell on her it was an accident but I think it's because of the overarching oh she works too stiff or she uh, the, the strikes are too stiff for certain uh, you know opponents of her why this reported heat is there but what's your thoughts on it Chrissy it's also that you know because she's with Brit as well that's why people are like so annoyed and mad as well. It doesn't. It, if she was by herself, then they probably wouldn't be so mad at her. But it was an accident. Accidents happen. Wrestlers get injured, unfortunately, all the time. Sad to say, but they try not to. But um, it's only they only give her heat because of who she's associated with, who she's with when she comes out to the ring. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. Um. The, the chemistry, you know, two people that can't stand each other do work better because you can give more uh, uh, better wrestling matches. I feel like when you can't stand each other's guts, you feel like you're really fighting them. You want to kick the shit out of them. Um, so that also oh, yes. works out. That also works better, too. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just unfortunate. Um, I don't agree with what Britt said when she went out there. And... The fact that she was able to do that in the ring and they didn't let Thunder Rosa do her stuff in the ring is really unfortunate as well. You see the the, the two you can see you can see why people are always siding with one of the other because of the the other one is always getting the upper hand, if that makes sense. She's always done everything in the ring when you have the other one either is on the ramp or she's backstage or they're like trying to like shelter her. And you know, unfortunately her run has not been that good and i love thunder rose i was so excited when she won you know what i'm saying she brings it all every time Whoa. she does go to the ring all the time she's going to give you 110 percent, regardless even if it's for 10 minutes but it's unfortunate so, like I- how the booking how her booking has been and it's it's, it's just like you know it has that effect where tony has to get it right and i think that you need more women behind you back there to help you guide them to make these bookings better because you can't you tony you can't you're gonna try to do everything but you're not you can't do everything unfortunately you have to still 
learn this system. Like the, you have to still get everything, all your ducks in a row to get this thing right. It's not going to get right overnight. That's why you need teammates and you need help. That's why you have a village to help guide your company. And you need to listen to those people so that you get, you can't have your hand in everything right away until you learn the system, how to do everything correctly. Then that's when you can do it. But see, that also leads back into the problem that uh, <clears throat> we had with Kenny and the Bucks and Cody and, you know, right. the, the, commi the committee that was booking shows. Um, as someone that has ran wrestling companies, ran shows for a long time, I'm going to be honest with you. Running a TV show is hard. I, I was doing a live weekly TV show, um, producing, booking, promoting, wrestling, all of this stuff every week. And you have Fair so enough. many different egos. It's really hard to like work around all these egos. I would literally go in the locker room and say, hey, man, I have two children, not 22. Why are you guys acting like this? <laughs> and backstage, that's what it is. It's true. It's true. You know, I would be so excited when I get to go travel around the country and wrestle other places because all I got to do is show up and wrestle. Right. Like, trying to run the show is hard. So I, I understand, Tony, you know, and these were local indie, these were indie guys. I could imagine if it was with all these egos in AEW. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, lots but, and lots of them. Ooh. Yeah, but everyone has heat. Everyone has heat. Yeah. I mean, there, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there isn't anywhere any, any job you have in the world. There's someone you don't like. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I always tell people, I don't like a lot of people, but I will work with people because I'm a professional. It's my job. Mm -hmm. You know, so. Thunder Rosa, if she's stiff, so be it. There's so many other wrestlers in the world that are stiff too. You know, um, look, yeah, look at the classic Shawn Michaels, Big Van Vader. Vader was stiff as hell with Shawn yeah. Michaels, but they still worked that match. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, uh, well, well uh, up until up until Vader didn't move on the elbow drop, yeah, yeah. he said, move, move. <laughs> uh, but but bad you're the perfect person to, to ask Lally, this yes. question. What do you think about the whole distinct split of opinions on Thunder Rosa's backstage reputation with this new report from David Bixon's band talking to the different opponents who, you know, have brought up, you know, her working stiff, as well as her interactions with certain wrestlers being, you know, very positive or very negative. There seems to be no middle ground when it comes to her reputation with how she deals with people. That's just the that's just wrestling in general, man. Like someone's always gonna not be happy with you. You can mm -hmm. go out there and put on a five star match and guarantee someone's gonna come back and say, Oh, that match is crap. You know? Right. You're gonna always be able to work with certain people and have great matches with certain people, and then you're just gonna work with certain people and they're gonna be crap. And someone's always gonna run their mouth backstage about you. Like that's you know, I was told this by Yokozuna a long time ago. I was a young wrestler. Dealing with like a lot of like the negativity, the toxicity in the wrestling world, right? And I really wanted to quit. And he looked at me and he said, Let me tell you something good press or bad press, at least they're talking about you. Mm. And I said, Well, what do you mean? And years later, it dawned on me you have a there, there are haters in this business, people are going to hate you in this business. And what I've discovered is a hater is just a fan in denial mm -hmm. because think about it. SP3, think about this, man. If I'm literally looking things up, if I'm literally going around asking people horrible things about you just so I can have horrible things to say about you, bro, I just researched you. I'm a fan. <laughs> like, like, that's technically sure. right. You know what I'm saying? So, one side of the locker rooms don't always like you. 
you can always have your click, your people, your you know your 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 posse. You got you got True Hill Heat. You got all you got you got everybody that works for True Hill Heat. Like that's your click. Those are your friends. Those are your people. Those are people you can you you're around all the time. They're the ones that are gonna have your back. And then there are people at this place that may not like what you have to say. They may not like the people on your show. They may not like the fact that you're wearing a white shirt. Oh, he has twin kids. Oh, I don't like the fact that he has twins. You know, someone's gonna find a reason to have something to say. Um, so as for her working stiff, it's wrestling. Either you right. like it or you don't like it. If you can't take it, get out. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Take a bathroom so, break when she's on TV. Exactly. Go get some popcorn. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> Go to the concession. That's just like that's that's just yeah. That's if, you're, just if you're an opponent, just say you don't want to work with her. Yeah. Like there's I, so yeah. many times people are just like, hey man, I have a hard time working with this person, and they don't work. Look, classic example. CM Punk, Colt Cabana. They don't like each other. They're not even in the same building at the same time anymore. I've worked with guys where I walk in the locker room. I say hello to everyone else except that person. I stay away from them. You know, it's like it's like being in school. If you don't like someone in school, if there's a bully at school, what do you do? You stay away from them, right? So, same thing with this right here. Of course, Britt's going to have her posse. The whole broken nose thing, I watched that match four times to understand why there was so much heat. It looked flawless, except when Jamie Hayter did her own finish and broke her own nose. But then again, Jamie Hayter is still new to AEW, and she's with the most popular person, in a, the most popular female in AEW when it comes to backstage stuff. So are you going to like go against the green? And- and if you're hearing all of this from your best friend in the bag and hearing mm-hmm. all the bad stuff about Thunder Rosa, even though it's you that did the move that got yourself injured, you're gonna you wanna put the blame on somebody. You wanna mm-hmm. take it out on somebody and point the finger. So I it is understandable with all that, but uh, the other part of this whole story is on Thursday, uh, Thunder Rosa's repre- representation released a statement on her Twitter uh, on her Twitter account informing fans that the star was taking time off from social media saying, and I quote, Thunder Rosa is off social media. We ask you to respect her privacy for any business inquiries. Please contact me at Tony St. Allen. If any tweets are not on the Thunder Rosa voice, they will be signed according to my signature is TA. On Friday, Thunder Rosa spoke on Busted Open Radio where she spoke about her injury, confirming her injury is real and not a work. She said, and I quote, this is not fake, not a work. If I can't fucking work, I can fucking I can't fucking work. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. I want to walk when I'm 40. I want to have kids. I have the right to say no. I can't walk. I can't do it. I don't want to have surgery and be out longer. Rosa continued on speaking about the alleged issues with people backstage in AEW, telling people that have issues with her to come and speak to her, saying. If anyone has a problem with me, anyone, call Busted Open. Call my number. You can tell me to my face. I don't hide from my problems. I don't run from my problems. You can talk to me. My door is open. So, Bad Blood, do you believe this will be something that causes more conflict than solution to the issues with the AEW women's division now that there's heat between a couple of their top stars? I mean, there could be, it can go one of two ways. One, it can be like so exciting, like, you know, the whole Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, 
like how they have personal yes. heat and has some fantastic matches, or it can be a shitstorm on top of a dumpster fire. Like <laughs> it, it all depends, you know. I mean, let's just be honest; it all depends. Um, I've known Thunder Rosa for a long time, and I know she's a real straight up person. If she has a, if you have a problem with her, she wants to talk to you about it. She wants you to come at her. Not come at her like you know, come at her whatever, whatever. But she wants you to come at her so you guys can solve it. She's a she's a professional. She just wants work. I mean, look, half the AEW roster works for Mission Pro. So obviously she's yeah. not so much of a bad person. Yo, I hate her so much, but she just gave me a booking. So let me go take this booking and get this money. Like, come on, man, be realistic. <laughs> you know, I don't know if it's going to be a very bad situation for the locker room, but I mean. It can't hurt any more than it already is. You know, I mean, the locker room's already in disarray. You know, now, now, now they just have a they have a face to the chaos now. That's pretty much what I can say. Now they have someone they can blame. You know, but such is life, man. That that's the way that's the way this industry industry is, man. And quite honestly, this is like toxicity, like Twitter. You go on Twitter. I, I urge people to go on Twitter and say one positive thing a day. Just one positive thing a day. You can be toxic the other 24 hours, man. But for one hour, can you say something nice? And uh, yeah, that doesn't work. Seems like a tough thing to do nowadays. But the the final part of this whole AEW backstage drama has to do with the overarching uh, AEW holding a talent meeting before this week's AEW Dynamite. PW Insider reported early on Wednesday that AEW was going to hold a talent meeting before Wednesday's edition of AEW Dynamite in Cleveland. Per the report, talent uh, believe Tony Khan plans on addressing some of the recent behind-the-scenes issues that have started to boil over, such as the recent comments on Hangman Adam Page made by CM Punk during his promo segment last week, only with some other issues as well. Fightful Select had some additional meeting, uh, additional notes on the meetings on the talent, uh, with the talent being held before Wednesday's AEW Dynamite. According to the report, this is a mandatory talent meeting. Also, AEW President and CEO Tony Khan is was expected at the meeting, but not many other details were known at that time. Following the meeting, PW Insider reported that Tony Khan was very animated and impassioned during the meeting, while Fightful was told the meeting took place between 3 p.m. and 4 p.m. Eastern, and that Tony Khan was fired up for it. Several topics were tackled, including working as a team, the lines of communication, and who the talent can talk to if they have concerns. The access to Tony Khan was also address as the rumors of mis miscommunication and lack of access to him had emerged. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks were said to have made it clear that their doors is always open and that they can be reached for concerns as well. Talent were briefed via email recently about several of the new coaches and talent relations promotions. In addition, uh, Fightful learned that Chris Jericho and Tony Schiavone spoke at the meeting. Schiavone has been tasked with some additional talent relations roles. Uh, they also heard that the contract tampering at was uh, also addressed during the meeting, and it was noted by AEW's chief, chief legal officer uh, that she sent a message and email to WWE, specifically Nick Khan and Stephanie McMahon, about contract tampering allegations. It was unknown who the wrestler was that WWE contacted, although Chris Jericho in a tweet implied it was him. 
According to Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer Radio, it was actually multiple talents that were contacted, not just one. And PW Insider had further details about the meeting, saying that it started with Tony Khan talking about the new vice presidents in talent relations and development and how things would work with the new system. As previously noted, he he was said to be animated when talking about how AEW was created to give fans an alternative after years of domination by WWE. It was also noted that Khan told the roster that Mega Paki Parky had emailed Nick Khan and Stephanie McMahon to warn them about tampering with their talent. Pat Buck said that the talent needed to respect the coaches and the way things had are structured now. Instead of going to Tony Khan with everything, he gave information about how talent can pitch ideas in the future. Tony Schiavone spoke about his time in WCW and his experience to let everyone know why he's in the position he is. He was said to have come off like an uncle who wanted all the kids in his family to secede. Chris Jericho basically gave a rah-rah speech and his thoughts on how far AEW has come. The Young Glucks, mainly Matt Jackson, said they were available to help anyone who wanted to be helped and they were easy to find. However, Kenny Omega also spoke and was said to be harsh towards the locker room, which uh, some said was tough love, but others said was ha- heavy-handed. Those in the former category felt he was trying to light a fire under the roster. Mega Parkey then spoke about the legal matters before Khan wrapped it up by talking about the company and what he's done with it so far. Dave Meltzer in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter said that many believe that the meeting went well and that not everyone felt good afterwards, though. Uh, he also expressed disappointed that the main topic of discussion regarding CM Punk and Hangman Adam Page's backstage drama was not spoken about, even though he didn't think it would be. There were rumors that Cole Cabana was going to be cut from a AEW before talent spoke up for him. He was instead moved to Ring of Honor. Either way, he is no longer a part of the Dark Order and has not appeared on AEW television, while Dax Harwood of FTR later called the story a fabrication. And in the latest Wrestling Observer Radio, it was noted that there were some in the company who felt that CM Punk was behind the decision to pull Cabana from the Dark Order. However, that has not been confirmed, and Punk reportedly denied any influence over the decision. Punk and Cabana of course have their issues with years uh, after years after winning a lawsuit filed by then WWE doctor Chris Ammon for comments Punk made on Cabana's podcast and according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter one of the things Khan said was that he wasn't going to be a pushover to talent demands moving forward. Overall it was said that most thought the meeting went well and it was felt that the meeting was needed after the last few weeks. Those acts said it felt like an attempt to reset everything with better communication and creating a better sense of togetherness. So, Chrissy Love, do you believe this meeting was needed with everything going on like we've discussed so far on this show within AEW? Okay, so go back because I missed a little bit of it. So they had a meeting, like this was before the show? Yeah, they had a talent meeting to basically address some of like the miscommunication and unhappiness within AEW that we've been talking about the last Mm -hmm. two weeks. So, and the question is, do I believe that they needed this meeting? Yeah. Um, I, I. It depends if you like pulled most of those people that were having the issues on the side first before you had this overall meeting with everyone else, because. If you pull the people aside that are having the issues first and then want to do like a big open forum for say, hey, people, if you're having an issue, please come to us. Please like, l- like 
this is an open door policy, maybe then I would say yes. But if you didn't pull the people aside and say, you know what, what you're doing is not correct. Let's communicate. Let's do this a little bit better. Or maybe you don't like each other. Just stay away from each other. And then we can just like, you know, see each other in the ring. Like, why we have to do this like we're kids? Like, like you said, I don't need 25 kids. I already got two kids. I don't need to Mm -hmm. treat you like, why are we treating you all like children? Like you guys are grown adults that act like you're, this is very childish to me. But I, I do agree, like, some sometimes you do need staff meetings. And sometimes you need to have an open communication with everyone to let everyone know what's going on and how everyone is feeling so that they can talk about how they, they can express themselves. Because sometimes some people feel like they can't even go to their boss. So this is actually a good part of it. But then also I feel like you need to also speak to the people that are also the ones that are causing the trouble. Get the bad apples out. My only problem with everything that was said... My only problem is this. Tony Khan said he's not going to be a pushover anymore. What the fuck does that mean? Right. Are you saying that for the last two years you've been a pushover? And you've been letting people run roughshod over you? Because that right. right there, to me, as an employee, dude, that's that's a huge red flag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a huge... I mean, it's like my kids. Me and my ex-wife. We know our kids play, each- play us against each other. Mm, like my daughter will say something my son will say something and I've learned this in my many years of just life in general there's your side, there's my side and then mm-hmm. there's the truth yep. you know what I'm saying so by Tony saying I'm not going to be a pushover anymore all the rumors we've heard now are true These everyone comes to AW and they push Tony Khan over Tony Khan's just a huge money mark that right there just showed Yes, you have no idea what you're doing. You can run a football team, you can run a soccer team, but you just made yourself look even worse than Eric Bischoff. Mm, like that's pretty yeah, bad. Bischoff. That's pretty bad right there. You know what I mean? Like you shouldn't have said that. Now the fact that you're standing up for yourself now, the structure. Everyone needs structure, and and, and apparently AEW didn't have that structure. I like the fact that people can come and walk in Tony Khan's office and not sit outside their office all day. At a twelve-hour event, mm-hmm. and wait for them. Wait for wait for two minutes of his time. That's cool that anybody can come talk to Tony Khan. That's great. But like I used to always say, when when I was running my shows, dude, I'm so busy on Sundays. Don't talk to me. If you want to talk to me about Monday, the next week's show, talk to me on Tuesday. Don't talk to me today. So I understand being busy running a live TV show. It's hard. It is really hard. But when you make yourself accessible to people and now you're taking that away, that's going to cause more strife in the locker room. That's why when you said people left there unhappy, mm-hmm. yeah, now they're unhappy because now they got to go through Pat Buck. Now they got to go through Matt and Nick. Now they got to go through Kenny. Now they got to go through Tony Schiavone. Now they got to go through Jericho. What happens mm-hmm. if Jericho doesn't like you and doesn't want to talk to you? And he tells Tony Schiavone, don't deal with, don't worry about that. And then Tony tells Pat Buck, yeah, Jericho said not to worry about that. To me, now we go back to those clicks again. Mm. Just like the mean girls, just like the mean girls in the mean girls locker room. Now we got Maybe, it yeah. all yeah. over. Now it's everywhere. You know, there needs to be a structure. Yes, they do. But that talent meeting that was held before Dynamite, despite why Dynamite seemed a little off. Like, was it just me or did this show seem a little bit off? I I really enjoyed the show. I mean, um. I, I, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It just wasn't the same. It wasn't the same heat. That it had been the last couple of weeks, and then dynamite. Dynamite was the same way. I mean, I don't know. 
I mean, like the whole Moxley CM Punk thing that was reported that Mox was like, I don't want to be called interim champion anymore. So let's not do this at the pay per view. Let's do this today. You know, like when you say things like that, and you hear things like that. And then Tony comes out and says, well, I'm not going to be anyone's, you know, whipping boy anymore. I'm going to be more structured. That just shows, man, like everything that WWE fans have been saying about AEW is true. And that sucks. Mm -hmm. It is true. Some good points from both of y'all. Thank you for that. And to kind of wrap this whole AEW backstage drama uh, story up. Do you guys feel like uh, it's true what a lot of people have been saying online with Dave Meltzer said in Wrestling Observer? Do you feel the tide has turned and the honeymoon is over for AEW where a WWE is the hot company now and now AEW is the one dealing with kind of backstage strife of what we used to hear kind of in WWE? What do you think, Chrissy? I don't. I don't think so. I, it's just they just had a bad couple of weeks. If once once you get it fixed and worked out, I think you might think this should be fine. I, it just just so happens, you know, the the evil stepdad is now has stepped down, and we don't we don't have to be bothered with him anymore. So now you know the son has come and try you know try to like make wrong some um, wrong some rights. You know he's trying to make things right now, and he's he's been doing very well. So it's just a rough patch. It's like you know, it's with any kind of company. Just if you get the things sorted out and figure it out, I think they'll be fine. What about you, Bad Blood? Um, honestly, man, I think that um, the tide hasn't turned. I think that just like any any business, any relationship, any lifestyle change, okay. there are going to be growing pains. You know, someone's. I mean, like there's 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 so much change going on in the wrestling world right now that. All the WWE drones, e drones, that my 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 co-host likes to say, um, the e stands. All those guys are just waiting for AEW to fail. You know, yeah, they're waiting. That's they're what like, it yeah, is. you're gonna fail. You're gonna fail. So they're just putting it out there for everyone to think. Oh, maybe they are gonna fail. Maybe they are. Maybe something bad's gonna happen. No, dude. Just like any business that just starts up, they've been in business what three years. Mm -hmm. They've already yeah. achieved in three years what most companies couldn't achieve in ten. Hmm. I mean, think about the Forbidden Door pay-per-view. Dude, yes. WWE can never pull that off. AEW pulled it off. They worked with Impact Wrestling. Dude, they, let's just let's call it what it is. Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, New Japan, the Joshis. Like, like all of these companies came together mm -hmm. to work with AEW to make yeah. a better wrestling community. So, mm -hmm. no, they're not going to – they're not falling apart. They're not perfect. No company is perfect. Nothing in the world is perfect. If it's perfect, dude, yeah. stop doing it because that's it. Right. There's going to be growing pains. So just, and I hate to use this phrase, but let it play out. Yeah, that's it. That's a good one. I like that. Let it play this, out. That was one of the WWE fans say that all the time, but this is one mm -hmm. of the where it is kind of useful to say that yeah let it play out because honestly what i've been hearing because you know i work with a couple of different websites and stuff this is like the most people have been talking about aew right yeah like it's getting more clicks it's on people's tongue more and like radar. look at us for the like the like the past you know month or or two months before last week's episode all our top news stories was about WWE, whether it was the Vince McMahon <laughs> scandal, Triple H mm -hmm. taking over, 
after the Sasha and Naomi thing. Like people say, oh, Triple H coming set the tide and the tide turned there. No, what, what Dave Belzer said in Wrestling Observer Radio uh, newsletter is true. The tide really turned with WWE being talked about more after WrestleMania because you had Cody coming over. Then a, then a few weeks later, it's the whole Sasha and Naomi story. Then a few weeks after that, it's the Vince McMahon scandal. So WWE started getting their momentum when Vince was still in control. And now it's just, you know, it keeps going forward. But all this drama is leading people to talk more about All Elite Wrestling now. So see what, it, what they're it, all about. It's a good time to kind of let it all play out. I can tell you this. The video game coming out, the fight forever, all of this drama, all this backstage strife, all this fighting backstage, that's going to make that video game drop pop now. People are going to go buy that game because AEW's in there by his mouth now. You know, the whole, like you said, the Vince McMahon thing, I made, I, I was making so much fun of the whole thing. I was like, the Wall Street Journal was the MVP of wrestling. You know, like I was putting it over, like, er, like that was like one of my banners constantly. The Wall Street Journal is the MVP of wrestling. You know, like the Wall Street Journal deal with no, with WCW, with Paul Heyman, no one can do. They put Vince McMahon out of sure. wrestling. You know, yeah, like that, yeah. that was like the biggest story. But now there's all this AEW heat. Man, I hate to, I hate to be the guy who put it out there, but Eric Bischoff was right. Controversy does bring cash. And it's very rare that that you will hear me say, yes, Eric Bischoff was right. But yes, controversy <laughs> does create cash. He's not he's not right about much things when he talks about AEW, but he is right, right when it comes to that. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, we got a bunch of comments Keep them coming in the live chat We'll try to highlight as many of your comments As possible but the best way to support The channel best way to have your comment Highlighted on screen is with a super chat Donation as we move on to What we miss and let's talk About some of the shows from this past week And let's start off with AEW Dynamite as they had that whole controversies going into this week, a big matchup for the AEW Undisputed World Championship, and they scored big with their highest viewership since February, 1,049,000 viewers for this what did we past say last show. Yep. <laughs> what we said last yes. week. <laughs> we did. We did say that. <laughs> we said last week. We said it last week. We called it. It's gonna be the, they're going to make people watch to see what's going to happen on this week's show, and look what happened. And the show featured the shocking sh squash win of John Moxley over CM Punk in just over three minutes to become the undisputed <laughs> AEW World Champion. Three minutes, yes, 20 seconds. three minutes, three minutes, nine seconds was the mm. exact time for this match <laughs> as Moxley is now the undisputed world champion. Uh, CM Punk re-injuring his foot in the matchup. A, a crazy finish. The fans had their jaws on yes, the floor. It, like it yes. Was it was the Brock Lesnar ending the Undertaker streak at WrestleMania 30. Uh, yep. In the main event, though, the undisputed, the uh, no, the United Empires, Will Ospreay and Aussie Open Ooh. defeated Jeff Triangle in a spectacular trios match oh that is being called God. by many one of the greatest dynamite matches of all yes. time. Yes, yes, post, yes. absolutely. Uh, the Elite came out to preview next week's showdown with the United Empire, and the fans in the building got a promo exchange between Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay where they didn't hold back any punches on each other. Uh, Jay Lethal no. beat Dax Harwood in a great opener post-match. Yes. Sanjay Dutt announced... Well, let me say something about this match real quick. 
23 near falls. Mm, 23 yeah. near falls. Wow. Yes. Great. I'm ugh. Jesus some, Christ. Some good wrestling. Some simple but good wrestling, technical wrestling from those two guys. And then post-match, Sanjay Dutt announced that FTR and Warlow will face Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns of Impact Wrestling at All Out in Chicago. Swerve in Our Glory challenged the acclaimed for the AEW World Tag Team mm -hmm. titles at All Out. Christian uh, accepted Jungle Boy's a All Out challenge while Ricky Starks made the challenge to Powerhouse Hobbs for All Out as well. In a report by Fightful Select ahead of Dynamite, it was revealed that the idea for the match between Moxley and Punk uh, this week on cable TV instead of the pay-per-view might have originated with John Moxley himself. AEW mm -hmm. sources informed Fightful that Moxley was in favor of moving the title match to Dynamite over All Out. One source also stated that Moxley presented the idea and pitched himself, and AEW officials went along with it, and CM Punk eventually agreed to it as well. <laughs> it's unknown if the, move, <laughs> if the move for the title match is related to any of the backstage issues that took place last week with CM Punk, uh, as he's been, uh, you know, display had his displeasure with AEW currently, and then Will Washington of, of uh, Fightful also said that he heard about an idea a few days before Dynamite to increase ticket sales and increase buzz for the Cleveland show, which it definitely did, and it paid off. And the tickets, the ticket sales went off. They had big, a big rating this week, and the decision to make the title match for Dynamite this week uh, was reportedly not the original plan by AEW, and multiple plans for All Out had changed. Miss Chrissy Love, what did you think about a very polarizing like? said earlier result of moxley destroying cm punk all right let me tell you what happened for me <laughs> i came down seen them come out they were in the ring i turned my back to go find my outfit for work and the match was over what why would you do that at that time <laughs> i was but i heard it i can hear the tv because i had it loud enough but then i come back I'm like literally in the room. I was like, I know they lying. I know they lying. Like I was right here. And I'm like, and I can't, of course I don't have DVR. So I can't rewind it back. I was, I mean, pissed beyond pissed. I'm like, well, what the hell happened? So then I had to wait and see like what happened online or whatever. And I'm like, oh, these niggas is really fucking with y'all. They really, really playing with y'all today. They want, they want all of the smoke because I didn't see it as a squash. I mean, the three minute time squash. Yes. But I see what they are doing. One, they got people to watch Dynamite. Two, they want more people to now watch this pay-per-view because it's in Chicago. He has to be in Chicago. That is his place. He can't, you cannot have this pay-per-view without him not being in Chicago. He has to be there. So I feel like they are like being puppet masters and they're playing with you guys. And they want mm -hmm. everyone to get all worked up and be upset and be like, oh, my God, how could you squash CM Punk? Why would you do this? Then everyone is like, no, Moxley needed to win. Like, you have people on both sides. And you have people that's yeah. like us in the middle. You know what I'm saying? So, overall, the show was amazing. Um, I think I've, the match for me was, like, the last match. Well, the beginning was great, too, though. I mean, everything, the whole show was good. But, point blank, period. Anywho, but they are playing with you. Tony is being a very manipulative person and doing this and going to have them probably either come out again and say, hey, or maybe John will come, John Moxley will come out. Who knows? But I feel like they are just effing around with all of you guys. 
on purpose. And I love it. And I'm working. here for it. It, they're working. They're creating buzz for this matchup at All Out. Uh, we should also note that despite is he the really injured? Team, like, come on. That's what I was gonna say. Despite mm. the finish to Moxley mm. versus Punk, CM Punk is apparently fine, according to the latest Wrestling Observer Radio. Punk's okay. foot is good to go, as there will be a rematch between the two at All Out on September fourth. Right. It's unknown if any stipulations will be added, but that is the plan for the main event. So bad blood having a few days to kind of absorb what we <laughs> saw on Dynamite. What's your Man, response to off, that finish and the booking here? I have not absorbed anything. It is so it's so wild, man. It is so stuck in my head. It is crazy. Last night on our show, we were supposed to be highlighting uh, SmackDown and highlighting uh, Rampage, and we just kept talking about this Dynamite show. It was crazy. <laughs> um, first and foremost, CM Punk, um, stay the fuck out of Cleveland. Cleveland, the Cleveland curse, stay out of Cleveland. 2005, mm. horrible match, Sunday Night Heat. WWE didn't sign him back. Yeah. 2006, Hardcore Holly, early ECW in Cleveland, punches him in the eye as hard as he could. No longer there. 2008, mm. Unforgiven, Randy Orton attacks him backstage. Punk, takes him out of the championship scramble match, right? 2014, he leaves WWE. Where? Cleveland. Okay. 2016, UFC, his UFC debut gets knocked out. First round, two minutes, 14 seconds. 2022, re foot, loses the AW title. Cleveland does not rock for you, CM Punk. Cleveland sucks. Wow. Stay the hell out of Cleveland. Wow. Right? You knew Secondly, the whole timeline. I'm mad. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I'm breaking it down for you. Secondly, I see. I see. I respect it. <laughs> Secondly, um, if you watch the video of him walking away. Now, I, like I said, I've been a wrestler for 30 years. I've hurt a lot of things. I've broken my foot. I wrestled on a broken heel for six months and didn't even know it was broken. thought it was like a sprained ankle. So I can see this. But if I kick you with my right foot, and when you're carrying me away, I'm limping on my left foot, but I'm walking perfectly fine on the foot that I injured, there's no that 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 was all bullshit. Secondly, losing the match in less than three minutes, that was bullshit too. I think he was pulling playing the whole Cleveland thing because everybody knows about Cleveland's been a curse for CM Punk. I think he was doing <laughs> that. Um, Moxley demanding the title match be done and you know on TV. I I think that was done because of the bullshit that he pulled the week before with Hangman. Because when you come out and you do a promo, I mean, get your make your promos personal. Like I always say, the more personal, the better. Get that, you know, draw that emotion, get that heat, right? But with all the backstage unrest between CM Punk and, you know, every, apparently everyone, uh, people saying that he wants to quit and leave and Twitter blowing it up, making it seem like he's going to leave. Dax Harwood posting pictures of them together, joking around. You know, Tony, Tony Khan is working everybody. I called it the night he lost the belt. I said, CM Punk turns heel, wins the championship back. But I'm going to throw a little, I'm going to throw something at you that I did on my show. Three weeks ago, Wardlow was getting attacked. Who came to save him? Dax and Cash. Right. I posted on Twitter, do we see the reunion of the Pinnacle? 
Right. Right. Because MJF has not been around. MJF has not been anywhere. So who are CM Punk's best friends in AEW? FTR. Cash. So if you go back to the MJF pipe bomb, MJF kept saying over and over and over again that CM you're gonna Punk. See, see, mm-hmm. You're going to see the real CM Punk. That CM Punk is not the happy, you know, shaking babies' hands and kissing babies guy you see, that he's a piece of shit. Yeah. CM Punk, when he came out there, the crowd was turned, the crowd was against him. Yeah. I mean, at first it was a little bit 50 50, but then but the then- crowd was like, 90% Mox, 10% CM Punk. And you can see the disappointment in his face when he went back to the locker room. You see he was a little upset. This is going to be the the, autumn, the 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 fall of Punk, not the summer of Punk, because Punk's going to turn heel. And when he turns heel, I think we're going to see MJF return. I think CM Punk's too part of the pinnacle. That's if I would I think that. I think Punk will probably win at All Out in a heelish matter, mm-hmm. but he's not going to get booed in Chicago. That's the of thing. course, and of I think not. I think the catalyst. I think the catalyst for the heel turn is what happened here, and what's going to happen at All Out. That yeah. CM Punk wins back the title. He does get cheered when he does win the title, even if he uses heelish matters. But then MJF returns. And I think the response of MJF, regardless of how he's been booed out the building in Chicago before, fans are going to cheer him in Chicago yeah. because they're they're rabid, hardcore wrestling mm-hmm. fans. People want to see MJF back. If he attacks CM Punk, even if Punk is the hometown hero, he's MJF is going to get cheered, and then Punk can use that and talk as, about as the leverage. Yeah, yes. How you, how you turn his back on him? Yeah. Title early, and I lost to to Moxley because because of my broken foot, and then I I won, I triumphantly won it back in my hometown, and then y'all cheered the guy who's disdainable who left this company. That's going to be the catalyst, and it could create so many different matches with CM mm-hmm. Punk going heel. You could do him and Moxley again. You can do mm-hmm. him and Eddie Kingston. You could yep. do him and MJF, and just turning around the whole what was one of the best feuds in AEW history of CM Punk and MJF, and twisting their roles of MJF as the babyface and Punk as the as the heel. I think that's brilliant stuff, and it's stuff that's going to get people talking again and. Not to, you know, focus too much on Punk and Moxley. I do got to say, man, that trios match was amazing. Yes. Uh, yeah. I'm like, I'm wait, like, wait, 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 like, which one? I, 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 I'm talking about the main event, the, the, the United Empire versus, versus yes. Death Triangle. Like, that was like different matches that I want to see so bad now. Yeah. Osprey yeah. versus yeah. Phoenix. I want to mm. see Osprey versus Pac. I want to see Lucha Bros versus Aussie Open. And what a week for Will Osprey. He had a five star matchup in that trios match. Five star matchup over the weekend in 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 the UK. F- five and three quarter stars with Kazuka Okada that we talked about last mm-hmm. week, and Dave Meltzer rated that five and three quarter stars, one of the highest ratings of the year. This man has had the best week ever when it comes to pro wrestling. Yep. Three five star mm-hmm. matches mm-hmm. in seven days. That's amazing. In that opening with him and Phoenix, oh, whew, man. <laughs> Jaw dropping. It was probably some of the best wrestling I've seen in 2022. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Phoenix can't have a bad match. Even when Phoenix messed up his arm, it was still a it was right. still a great match. It's still good. Phoenix, yep. 
Yeah, he can't have a bad match. He's missing no bad matches. But dude, <laughs> everything they say about Will Ospreay, bro, I'm gonna I, I gotta say Will Ospreay is in my top five the best wrestlers in the world. He is in that top fact. five. Yes, right. That's a fact um, he is. for sure. I, I say I say he's the best in ring performer of twenty twenty two. He looks Most like facts. he is him, it's either him or Moxley at this point for wrestler of the year of 2022 so far. Uh, and to answer Caden, who's too busy being 12 years old and uh, he, he's 12 years old, but he's in college. So he's like, he's like TJ Henderson. He didn't understand <laughs> what bad blow was saying. He didn't say MJF would reform the pinnacle. He's saying that the pinnacle will reform with punk as mm -hmm. the leader. Because Punk has the relationship with FTR. You had Warlow and him having respect with one another, which is great because then that turns everything on its head where mm -hmm. you can have a moment where it looks like the Pinnacle are going to reunite yeah. and then they mm -hmm. all turn on MJF and mm -hmm. that gets yeah. more sympathy from the fans. So I think that's a brilliant idea. That's that, a good, that'll be a better one, yep. Mm -hmm. But uh, going back to that six-man, um, the aftermath of the six-man the 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 promo between Kenny and Will Osprey. Yes, dude. Ooh. Can you get more personal? <laughs> Can you get more personal? Even though I feel like Omega was a little, you know, a little pussy, but it's okay. After they went <laughs> off the air, yeah, yeah, he was, he was, he was all up in there. After the after they went off the air, just though, calling it, I, yeah, just Will saying. Osprey shot Will Osprey. Made, I mean, I I was feeling bad for Kenny. Oh, damn, how are you gonna bring a knife to a gunfight? Let alone bring right. a switchblade to a fight I, with a I, rocket launcher. I think I think I, I think Omega won that promo battle because he shitted no. on the uh, Osprey because you no, can no, tell he's he's like, he was taking it taking right. it to heart with with you did you did a lot of great things but you did this it in week, front of what three thousand people I did it in yeah. front of sold out crowds that was like, fucked up you, that was he so was like, wrong. He was like I, you lost to to Okada I lost to him too but I also beat him and people call that the best match ever you've had a whole bunch of five-star matches that none of these people even remember i was like damn he, damn. he was he was now, coming for smoke but then also i was like will was just like come let's go like yeah, stop talking now, let's go and then you just kept walking away so that's why i was like no you're being a pussy on, on that on that marie shadows she on her on her podcast she posted a a poll and people were like i remember kenny omega having a good match with okada I remember Kenny Omega having a good match with Okada. I remember Kenny Omega having a good match with Okada. But will Ospreay have five star matches back to back to back to back to back in a fucking week? So mm. everything. But, but to be fair, but to be fair, because Will's whole thing is that he's done everything that Omega done. Omega's done that too. He's had he's had multiple yeah. five star matches. In one week, he had five star matches in back to back days. So, like, these are they both have their arguments, and the reason why everybody is captivated by this feud, they're both right. Mm -hmm. They're both right. And everything mm -hmm. that they say about each other and about themselves, they're both right. That's what makes yeah. it this so exciting for next week, where I think that. This was one of this was probably the the best trios match they ever had on Dynamite in United Empire versus Death Triangle, and I think next week will be even better with the Elite. I think it'd be better because Kenny is not as hurt as everyone thinks he is. <laughs> he's not as, as ring rusted as everyone thinks he is. Um, you know, they were like, "Oh, he, he played he played a good spot when he ran the ropes and couldn't run and." He took mm -hmm. his bump and he couldn't move. And he did the rolling thunder spot where he couldn't roll all the way through. And 
He laughed about it. That's Kenny Omega being funny. Everyone that said he couldn't, everyone that said all he does is move, move, move. He has no, uh, no, no, no storytelling in him. That was Kenny in the Bucks saying, ha, look, we're telling the story, guys. Guess what? We can do that. Next week, if they're not the main event, and if Tony doesn't give them a complete hour to run a trios match, I'm not, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna boycott I mean, AEW. <laughs> <laughs> I think he will because he's given he's given the last two weeks both of those main events like frantic. Like I love your your catty moments. Funny. <laughs> he's he's given them the last thirty minutes of the show. So and I think Nick Jackson is right. I think we are getting Osprey and Kenny at the Wrestle Kingdom. I think especially if the the fans can cheer. That needs to happen. Give us that in the Tokyo Dome at Wrestle Kingdom. I don't think there's a bigger matchup for Osprey, and it makes more sense that Osprey didn't win the G1 if he mm-hmm. is versus Kenny at Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So True. I'm here for it. True. Uh, but let's talk about AEW Rampage from last night. You had the other part of the trios tournament as an upset has happened in the trios tournament. Dark Order defeated House of Black. Thanks to a distraction from Miro, uh, post-match, the house jumped Miro until Sting and Darby Allen made the save. Kind of seemed like <laughs> setting up <laughs> Miro, Sting, and Darby Allen versus House of Black coming up at All Out now. You also, had, <laughs> you also had Warlow destroy uh, Nick Nemeth with a four count of the Powerbomb Symphony to retain the TNT title. Uh, that match also featured Chris Saban coming out with Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and Santam Singh making his first appearance in AEW. You had Sammy Guevara and Ty Mello beat Ortiz and Ruby Soho in the most insane cutter I've ever seen because apparently this cutter split Ortiz open. It looked like no mercy when you hit somebody right? with a big move and then automatically come up bleeding. I was so confused. I needed to rewatch this like ten times afterwards. Uh, you also had Jay Cardgill and Athena. They brawl to make their TBS title match at All Out official. They showed quick footage of CM Punk following his loss to John Moxley on Dynamite, <laughs> talking about his foot gave out. And Claudio Castanoli defeated Dustin Rhodes to retain the ROH World Champion. Bad blood. What stood out the most for you on Rampage last night? <laughs> Man, the fact that uh, <laughs> that the House of Black lost for one, I was really glad about that. Um, Why? Not, not, I love the House of Black, but the whole that whole bracket, that whole side of the bracket was was trash, trash. True. Okay? <laughs> that was trash. Like you knew, I was like, if I booked this show, it would be the the finals on that side of the bracket would be the Dark Order and the Best Friends, and the Best Friends would win, and the Best Friends would go ahead and they would face. They would. They, I would say they would face Omega and the Bucks because we all know the Omega and the Bucks would win the titles. We all know that. Everyone knows that. Dude that doesn't even watch wrestling was like, oh, those three guys are gonna win. Like that's <laughs> obvious, right? Right. But the yeah. one thing I did, one thing I like about AEW is things like this happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Just when you think the House of Black is going to just smash the crap out of them, oh wait, they lost. They've been setting up this mural thing for months. I'm glad yeah, they paid off a mural coming out. They set the mural thing up, but they also set Sting and Darby Allen and mural up. 
the the storyline is so intertwined with them because remember the feud that Miro had with Darby and he damn near killed him a hundred times over that TNT yeah. title. Yeah. The fact yeah. that Sting got the got the miss in his eyes three weeks ago and was I mean, a month ago and was out and came back. Now his face paint is the same paint that they missed. That, they uh, missed. Yes, I saw. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. You know? So this would make me so happy if Sting turns and joins the House of Black. <laughs> I would be so happy. But um, I, I think the House of Black's going to have a fourth member. Because... Well, um, well, they got a fourth well, member in Julia. Well, no, I mean, you a mean a fourth, fourth member. member. Fourth male member. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Because um, um, Wesley Blake is now a part of AEW. Mm. He's had several... You know, several dark, several matches on dark and dark elevation, and they keep referencing him and Murphy as a tag team. Now, if you form the House of Black, you got a guy going out for the heavyweight championship, you got a guy going out for the TV, the TNT title, and now you got a tag team, a very capable tag team that will have great matches with the Bucks, that have great matches with Aussie Open, you know, anybody. But the fact that they finally pushed the Dark Order to a spot where the Dark Order won. A, a a very important match. They've been pushing Dark Order has been like the second longest reigning trios. Like they have the highest, like they they have the highest win loss record as a trio in the history of AEW. So AEW always has that. Just when you think you know you got the answer, they change the question type of booking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was great. That was great. Now you advance the storyline of the Dark Order. You advance the storyline with with Sting, Darby Allen, Miro. With the the House of Black, now you've now you've taken this and you've created a whole new narrative for the background. So when this big story is over, now you got this story that's been festering for weeks. Great booking on Tony's behalf. Um, he probably didn't book that. Someone else probably booked that. Um, but great, he'll take credit for it. Don't worry, he'll take credit for it. He'll he'll be um, on Twitter. <laughs> no, nah, I I do agree, and I and I called it. I had someone say in one of our chats, like, "Oh, House of Black lost." I was like, "They've really been telegraphing this that Dark Order is going to make it far." You say mm-hmm. best friends. I think Dark Order is advancing, and I think they set up what's going to happen with in this matchup because Ten was favoring his knee, and he had the knee brace, and then Malachi had the the knee bar on him in in the end of that matchup, and he was really focusing on the knee. I think Ten is going to go out. And Free Hangman Earl's. Adam Page is going to replace him, and Hangman it's going to be Hangman Silver and Reynolds versus Kenny and the Young Bucks at All Out ah. in the finals of this trios tournament. Okay, because I like that. Whenever the elite are on opposite sides of the ring, it's always a five star match. So put Hangman in with the Dark Order, and we're going to get a classic at All Out. I won't be now, mad like at that, that. To be honest, I like it. You're right. I won't be mad at that. I like that for two reasons. Yes. One. Because whenever Hangman, I mean, Hangman Hank put out there that you should probably find someone that you trust. Mm-hmm. And then Tony Khan, secondly, Tony Khan has screwed up several times when it comes to match graphics. If you notice, um, when they had that, before they had the trios match for the tag team belts where Swerve and Art Glory won the belts, they posted a, a clip for the next big fate, the next big show, and they had Swerve and Art Glory with the tag team belts. So they totally screwed up that. Uh, I, I call that out every time I see it. But if you notice, and now now you said this, I'm it, it popped back into my head. They had showed a graphic with the Dark Order, and it showed Reynolds and Silver, and then it showed a blank spot. Yeah. 
So yeah, they did that too early. They they blew yes. it. They, 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 they yeah. Ten was already in that spot, but they mm -hmm. already released that graphic. But yeah, they're gonna they're gonna make that the graphic when they verse the elite at all out. But not only did we get Rampage last night, we also got SmackDown, uh, which had Drew McIntyre defeating Sami Zayn. Uh, post match, the Usos and Roman Reigns came out and jumped McIntyre with the entire bloodline, including Zayn laying out uh, Drew with a beautiful shot to end the show here of the entire blood line including their <laughs> canadian uh and you also had the, the awesome ba backstage segment with roman reigns and Sami Zayn uh talking about what happened last week i i am loving Zayn and bloodline he's yes. making this the best story going on on smackdown and in all of wwe there was also a brilliant uh promo exchange between uh, yeah that aftermath of drew's back that was vicious uh there was also a brilliant promo exchange between Intercontinental Champion Gunther and Sheamus to hype their uh, Clash at the Castle showdown. You also had Xavier Woods made his return alongside Kofi Kingston to pull a Kevin Nash on the uh, Viking Raiders. You also had Natalya and Sonya Deville won the last chance fatal four-way match, but they lost to Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah, who advanced to the WWE Women's Tag Team uh, title tournament final. Finals against Dakota Kai and Eos Guy on Monday's Raw, talking about the why we got that last chance fatal four-way matchup. The WWE Women's Tag Team Championship Tournament has experienced a lot of changes over the last week as an injury to Gigi Dolan happened uh, during the matchup last week that has kept Toxic Attraction out of the tournament. She suffered a concussion according to Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer uh, Radio which caused that last chance battle royal to happen there. But Miss Chrissy Love... What did you think was the highlight of uh, SmackDown last night? Well, um, it wasn't really a good show, to be honest. Sorry. Um, no, it wasn't. It was the, I, I said this in multiple times. Really, I was like, this was, was the blandest show Triple yeah. H has given us. After like what over. we've got, after what we've had for the last couple of weeks, he was going in the right direction, and did I don't know what happened yesterday where. There was no seasoning in the the food at all. Like the meal was just bland. It was like the, the like he made they made nothing. Everything was pointless about yesterday's show. Um, and this you're supposed to be building up for like next week. I feel I feel nothing, friends. Um, I I got no, I don't have an answer for you. I really wish I could tell you something that was positive, but I don't. I'm sorry. Only thing that was positive, Sami Zayn with the bloodline. Mm -hmm. That's the best thing going. But that's always been the best thing. So I can't even talk about that because it's always that's been the only thing that's been good about that, to be honest. Well, the storytelling between Sammy and the Usos. Yes. Like, like I, I'm loving, and I can't believe I'm saying this. I, I hope he's an honorary Uso. Show. I want him to be one. I can't believe I'm saying this again on the podcast. Oh my God, something's wrong with me. But I like I like yeah. WWE wrestling right now. Like I mean, I probably need to go to the hospital. You know, I gotta check my temperature. Something's wrong. You watch my show, you know how bad I for months I was like I I we watched Raw we watched three hours of Raw so you the fans don't have to. That was our motto for months. You know, for months. Right, you watch the right. show so you don't have to. Now I'm right. like, dude, go watch this show. Like, please, <laughs> it's awesome, right? Except for last night. Last yeah. night, um, yeah. three things that, that that destroyed last night for me. One, 
the women's tag team division. Yeah. Bailey, EO Sky, and Dakota Kai are fucking carrying this on their back. Yes. Look, Sasha Did Naomi. Injured? Yeah. Sasha Naomi, please yeah, show okay. up. Please come back. Please hurry up and come back so we can have a good women's feud, okay? Please come back. Um, this right here is not going to work. This right here, yeah, this, this, this crap. Um, Jay Uso and Sami Zayn, if you've been watching, if you're paying attention the to two the storyline yep. Triple H has mm-hmm. put together, the whole birthday thing yesterday, um, the other day <laughs> sent a tweet to Jamie, but not to Jay. <laughs> funny, funny. This is setting up. This is setting up the Usos versus Sammy and KO for the tag team championships. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Let's go. Let's fucking go. They need to do something right. with Kenny. I'm mean, with Kenny anyway. So definitely make him go. You know, over there and just handle that because mm-hmm. right now that stuff he was doing was not good at all. And the Bad. whole thing with uh, I'm not gonna call him Gunther. I'm sorry. I just can't do it. The whole thing with Walter and Sheamus. Bro, so that you're right, it is gonna slap, bro. It's gonna be the hardest hitting match on the show. Somebody's chest, everyone's chest is gonna bleed. Someone's <laughs> gonna die. It's I'm here for that too. Um, I wasn't like I was talking to my guys about not doing the Clash of the Castle watch along, but now I'm like we're definitely doing it because I want to see someone die. Um, <laughs> that match, someone is That's going to match. die. That's the match to watch at Clash of the Castle mm-hmm. for sure. So and I did like the uh, Drew McIntyre video packages because it made oh, yeah. me actually believe Drew has a chance to win at Clash of at Clash of the Castle. But definitely the superior show this week was, was most raw. definitely Raw over mm-hmm. SmackDown. They did uh, 2.005 million viewers. The show featured the shocking return of Johnny Gargano to WWE, who had a great babyface promo. And then interrupt was interrupted by his former The Way stablemate Theory, who received a super kick from Gargano for his troubles. Edge defeated Damian Priest in a damn good main event. Uh, Post match, the Judgment Day attacked Edge until his wife Beth Phoenix made the save. You also had Dakota Kai and EO Sky beat Asuka and Alexa Bliss to advance to the WWE Women's Tag Team Title Tournament Finals. Dexter Loomis made his presence known again by abducting <laughs> the Miz during his tag team match with Ciampa and a- against AJ Styles and Bobby Lashley. You had Kevin Owens beat Chad Gable in his home country of Canada. Finn Balor defeated Dolph Ziggler in a really good matchup, and Trish Stratus made her return and teased a match with Bailey during the opening segment there. So mm. a lot of noteworthy stuff yes, from Raw absolutely. in Toronto. That Toronto crowd was hot. What was the highlight for Raw for you, Miss Chrissy Love? Um, I thought the women killed it when they opened up the show. I, I really respected them, and I loved that. I was like, no, give it to me now. Don't wait till later. Like, do it right now. Like, F all of that. Like, we need it right now. But I love Chad Gable. People don't give Chad Gable a lot of credit. Chad Gable is amazing. Right now, his gimmick is spot on. And then you have Otis there, too. It makes it even more annoying, but still great, even though they got the ass kicked. But it was still great. I think it's really, really funny. I think, like, Chad Gable is, like, like uh, Sami Zayn on SmackDown. He's so, so good at like this whole Thank like, you. Shush. Thank you. Shush. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, but so dumb. And is, is like, I want more of it. Like, I didn't know I wanted more of it until like he keeps doing it. It makes it more obnoxious. 
Mm-hmm. He's great at playing the obnoxious, annoying heel for sure. But definitely the biggest news story coming out of Raw was Gar- Johnny Gargano's yeah. return. Like Fala B says, Johnny Gar- Johnny kind of just showed up. I was so confused when Rebel R hit. But man, I was decided to see it was actually him. And following Raw, Fightful Select reported that Gargano's name did not appear on any rundowns. And that most of the talent there didn't know nor were much of the production team aware of his return many people found out about it when he walked through the backstage area minutes before his appearance the report notes that uh, wwe had a continued interest in resigning gargano while he was a free agent and they respected his wishes for time off the company of course expected that they had a much better chance of resigning him when triple h came in control uh there was no word of any advanced talks between gargano and aew and impact was never an option a serious consideration pw insider had some additional backstage notes while this likely isn't a surprise after gargano's super kick theory on on raw johnny gargano has been added to wwe's internal roster as a baby face and after the show there was talk backstage that gargano was flown into toronto ontario canada by wwe on the company's corporate jet so he Ooh. wouldn't be seen by fans and his return Fancy. would be kept hidden many within wwe also reportedly noted that gargano's name wasn't changed for his raw appearance and that was a previous edict by Vince McMahon that no real names or wrestlers previous independent ring names were forbidden Uh, and also the report noted that Gargano's wife Candice LeRae was not backstage with him and the Wrestling Observer Newsletter had more uh, details on Gargano going to WWE and how close he was to signing with AEW according to the report Gargano strongly considered AEW as he felt uh, money was important but also wanted to do something fun and do matches that he got over with in in NXT. At the time, AEW would have been a more likely option due to the changes to NXT and a possible lack of opportunities on the main roster under Vince McMahon, and the schedule would have been preferable due to the wear and tear on his body. He had said in interviews he also wanted to wrestle Kenny Omega, calling him the best in the world, and there was said to be some people in AEW interested in Gargano, but it was ultimately Tony Gon's decision and for whatever reason he didn't make an offer and there was also interest in AEW uh, for Candice LeRae but it's unknown if they ever made an offer to her as well and Gorgano also got to keep his na- his real name which has made great, him very great. happy as well. Yeah. Bad Blood, what do you think about Johnny Gorgano re-signing with WWE and the fact that we got an actual real surprise in wrestling that wasn't previously reported by- before him? Yeah. <laughs> well, I knew Johnny Gargano was coming back for the simple fact that Triple H told Shawn Michaels, hey, call Johnny. We all know Gargano's a, triple, a Shawn Michaels guy. So there's no way he was going to go do anything else. But on the flip side, Tony Khan, you idiot. <laughs> you idiot. Let's see. Johnny Gargano, one of the very best wrestlers in the world. Mm-hmm. Parker Boudreaux. Yeah. Let's sign Parker Boudreaux. Let's not give Johnny Gargano what he wants. Are you freaking kidding me? Come on, man. When I heard that report, when I heard that report, I literally looked at my laptop and I was like, you know, maybe Johnny had already said no. (laughs) I am not going to talk about this. Um, But when Rebel Heart came on, I stood up in my, I was in my office. I stood up like, oh my God. Like, can you believe it? And when he came out, all I could think of, all, all I could think of was Triple H is a genius because he brought Dexter Loomis, 
Indy Hartwell is having a break, having a breakdown in NXT by herself. Mm-hmm. It's only a matter of time. She'll be there. She coming. The way is making their way to the main roster, and it's going to be yeah. awesome because Indy Indy needs to be in the main roster. Yeah, well, she, like, she needs to be there. She needs to be here. Um, Dexter, his whole gimmick is that he's kidnapping people. I mean, he kidnapped the Miz. <laughs> he shows up for NXT the next night. He gives Indy a letter, and then he backs out in the parking lot, which is the most jealous place in all the world because NXT parking lot is crazy. Backs out <laughs> to the parking lot, puts his hands behind his back, and then the police arrest him. The letter says, um, uh, I will see you soon or something like that, or with love. Yeah, we're going to so, talk about so, what happened on NXT. Yeah, uh, yeah, some craziness, but all this is all this is it's like melting into uh, like one good mm-hmm. like good thing, and I'm so excited for it. Um, the fact that Candice didn't show up, I've I, I, I've been friends with Candice for a long time too. You know, streaming from SoCal days. Um, Candice is really close with the Bucks, really close with the Bucks. Um, mm. Some of her great matches are with the Bucks, you know. Uh, her and her former yeah. tag team partner. I don't know if you guys talk about that. The world's cutest tag team ever, um, because of you know things. But if she went to AEW, Candice would totally kill it. Mm, I don't see yeah. Candice coming to the main roster because there's so much. She would get lost in the shuffle on the main roster. So yeah, I would send Candice to AEW, sure. and she would have great matches. Um, but the fact that Johnny Gargano got to come back. Three things popped into my head. One, he's going to feud with he's going to feud and probably win the case. Well, him and Austin three would be great. Two, I can immediately see him going after the Intercontinental Championship or the United States Championship because he's he he will fit in either one of those categories. Matches mm-hmm. with Johnny Gargano versus uh, Mustafa Ali, Johnny Gargano versus Dolph Ziggler, Johnny Gargano versus Champa, Johnny Gargano versus The Miz. Anybody, great matches. Um, the third thing that popped into my head, and, and this is what sticks out so much. Can you imagine the Usos versus DIY? That would be great. Can you imagine the Street Profits versus DIY? I want to see that. Can you imagine Hit Row versus DIY? No. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm good on that. Honestly. No. She was like, that was, she was like two out of three. Well, yeah, yeah, two out. Yeah, you, yeah. you went too far with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, 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 I had to throw that. Hit row, maybe not the new one. Hit row without Destiny Child without Beyonce. Basically, that's what. That's what. That's the best comparison we can give to Hit Row. Oh man. We'll give them that. We'll give them that. I don't. I don't like. I don't like Bfab. So that's just me. Um. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> just Johnny, just Johnny, part, Johnny wrestling. That's all I care about. Like Johnny is, yeah. Anywhere Johnny shows up, he's gonna he's gonna make a splash. And I think that pairing him right, Johnny, yeah, Johnny versus AJ Styles, instant classic. That's um, gonna be I, great. That will be yes, good. Yes, I think that um, just him showing up made like we talked about Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega. We mm-hmm. talked about the dream match. We talked about that. Johnny Gargano versus anyone is a dream match because Johnny is Mr. No Bad Matches also. 
So, yeah. yeah, they definitely have a bunch of workhorses on Raw right now. Uh, but the other part of the show that stood out was Edge's return to his hometown. And after the show, he cut a promo where he teased that he would have his last match in Toronto next August of next year. And he said they would all uh, say goodbye to each other that night. So we may be on the countdown clock to the end of Edge's run in the ring, which is both sad, but it also makes sense with we got a whole second chapter so we should be lucky for that but let's talk about nxt 2.0 because you alluded to that when you were talking uh bad blood talking about nxt 2.0 this week they did six hundred and seventy-eight thousand viewers wow. and beat rampage in the demo for the second straight week for the first time ever uh wow. well both, both of those shows have been going down the show featured the nxt debut of nxt uk women's champion mako satamora who challenged nxt women's champion mandy rose to a title versus title match but number one contender blair davenport inserted herself to make it a triple threat at worlds collide on september 4th nxt uk champion tyler Bate beat von wagner and officially challenge NXT champion Braun Breaker for a title unification match at Worlds Collide. Wendy Chu defeated Tiffany Stratton in a lights-out match. The Dyad beat Legato Del Fantasma after being chastised by uh, Tony D'Angelo. Santos Escobar showed up in the parking lot and retrieved this group, alluding to the group being called up to the main roster. And then we saw the reunion of Index as Dexter Loomis appeared to embrace and kiss and give a love note to his wife Indy Hartwell before he was arrested outside the CWC so a lot of fun on NXT 2.0 which seems like it's 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 improved under the yes. new the new regime a little bit a little bit it's a little bit more entertaining oh my god I I hate I hated NXT 2.0 for so long yep like I, I feel bad I feel bad for Alex Belowski and for Kate Elizabeth having to review that show, like it was so, it was so horrible. But it was like the horny show. Like it was, <laughs> it was like, um, it was like watching, um, watching a show about couples that actually were on the wrestling show. That's what that's what NXT was. It was like High School Musical minus the music. Um, mm -hmm. It was it was ridiculous, but. <laughs> Man, oh it man. was it was basically it was basically Degrassi the next class. It was Degrassi, it Degrassi the next together. generation. It was Degrassi <laughs> next class on Netflix when exactly. everybody when everybody was gone and we had exactly. a whole bunch of people. Um, it was like but, all that when all the when all the all the good people. Yes, 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 that's it. That's exact. Now that's yes. that's it right there. Yep. Yeah, but uh, I gotta say, for me, NXT was it was a joy to watch. I'm. I'm shit. I think I need to go to the hospital, man. Something is wrong with me. <laughs> now I'm over here popping off about NXT being great. Um, for me, the pillow fight, I mean, the, the, the fucking lights out lights match with the lights yeah. actually went out was awesome. Yes. Um, yeah. I hated that. I, I'll, I'm, I'll say, I hated the lights going out. It was a, it was a fun matchup, but mm -hmm. I didn't understand why the lights needed to actually you know, be out. You know, that's, the that's, that's she's WWE. WWE gimmick, yep, speak. doing stupidness. Yeah, but I, I will say this: as a as a professional wrestler, I've done some crazy matches, ladder matches, <laughs> steel cage matches, where I've been hit with some random things. I mean, really random things. I'm shit. Um, but but 
Legos. <laughs> Anyone that can take a bump on Legos, you know it hurts. No, you know when you SVP, step on it. You if you kids. have children and you know how you mm-hmm. stepped on one of them things, yep, that's what those I was going things with hurt. You for hate days. Legos for, for d- days. <laughs> but uh, Wendy Chu, Tiffany Stratton, like Shout Tiffany Stratton is, is, in my opinion, Tiffany Stratton is one of the most uh, most improved wrestlers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've seen in NXT in the last six months. Um, the bumps, the suplex she took on those on those uh, Legos. Legos. <sighs> God bless her. Bravo, bravo. Um, I've seen some craziness in NXT. People putting trash cans over their head, diving over the top of steel cages, all that craziness. <laughs> but I have yet to see anyone take a suplex on oh, some Lego. Legos and not die. Legos hurt. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Legos hurt. They may be they worse do. than thumbtacks, friends. Mm. <laughs> just letting they, you know. They may, they may just be. They may just be. But speaking <laughs> of thumbtacks, to run down the rest of the shows, what we missed, you had GCW Sanctified. Uh, Cole Radrick beat Colby Carino to retain the GCW Extreme Championship. And Effie defeated mm. George South uh, in a little matchup. You also had GCW Hope to Die. The show was headlined by Thrussy, Effie, Alley Catch, and Dark Sheik defeating Jimmy Lloyd and Los Masitos, and also Blake Christian defeated Masha Slamovich. You also had Revolution Pro 10th Anniversary Night 1. Will Ospreay defeated Speedball Mike Bailey to retain the Rev Pro Undisputed British Heavyweight Championship. But then the following night, at night, to- at night two, RKJ, Ricky Knight Jr., beat Will Ospreay to end his two-year reign as the Rev Pro Undisputed British Heavyweight Champion in a Dave Meltzer five-star rated matchup mm-hmm. uh, right there. And that, that's both available on Rev Pro's on-demand service. And then Impact on, a- on Access TV had Time Machine, Kushida, and the Motor City Machine Guns defeat Violent by Design in a fun trios main event. You also had Carl Anderson beat Mike. Mike Bennett to ban Maria from ringside for the Good Brothers versus OGK for the Impact World Tag Team titles next week's show. Uh, Vex defeated Jordan Grace and Mia Yim to retain the Knockouts Tag Team titles. And Sammy Callahan was jumped by Moose and Steve Macklin, but was beat down by both men and wrapped in barbed wire, which led to Callahan challenging both men to a barbed wire massacre at Victory Road. So that should be very, very interesting. And we'll talk about all those matches in the weeks to come. That, But we got to get to our news rundown. Keep those comments coming in the live chat. Remember to drop the thumbs up on this video and send no super chat donations to help out the channel as we get into the news. WWE news. In the latest episode of Figure Four Online's We Were Live Pal, Andrew Zarian reported that Triple H is interested in bringing back Jonah uh, to WWE. He previously wrestled in the company as as Bronson Reed, where he is the former uh, NXT North American champion. Several wrestlers have returned to WWE as of late, and according to the report, Jonah is one of the names that has been discussed for a return in recent weeks. After working for Impact Wrestling, he is currently part of New Japan Pro Wrestling, and of course was a part of the G1, where he got the big upset win over Kazuko Okada. I talked about it last week, Miss Chrissy Love, and made my feelings known. I want Jonah to stay in New Japan but do you yeah. think on his way back to WWE? If the money is right, he would come back. Yeah. 
That, I'm always for people getting paid. So if you're gonna get paid, it, go Chrissy. for it. Go for it. <laughs> She's like, if the bag is right, <laughs> that's it. People, that's it. I mean, I'm sorry. Let's just call it what it is. If you give me a bag more than what I get right now, I'm gonna take the bag, friends. Sorry. I love you all. Now, yes, hopefully, like the push might not be the push that you are gonna get at the other location, but my pockets are gonna be a little bit heavier. And I'm gonna take this L for a little bit right now. I'm gonna spend my and take my um take my talents to South Beach and we're gonna call it a day. <laughs> take my talents to South Bro, Beach. Absolutely. I like, I like the fact Great that she has it all laid out. <laughs> she has it all laid out. Like she knows what's going on. I may be taking this L, but I'm be taking this L while I'm chilling at the beach with <laughs> my time. Hey, ding, 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 ding. Get, get for the family. Absolutely. Uh, another day that. that actually is working Especially with you got WWE kids and bills. That's no brainer. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Who also is working with WWE again is Renee Paquette. She was down in Orlando on Friday no. doing some for upcoming WWE projects. Makeup artist Lena Zeruko uh, posted a video on Instagram of herself doing makeup on the former Renee Young for WWE. PW Insider reports that Paquette, who left WWE in 2020, is filming interviews for future WWE documentary projects. Speaking of names that might be coming to the main roster, though, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports, as you might have guessed, uh, that Legato Del Fantasma are going to the main roster soon. Escobar recently lost the match and bar- that barned him from NXT, and he showed up on the show to retrieve his group. As previously reported, Sola Sokoa is also being considered for a jump to the main roster. However, one name that hasn't been reported is Indy Hartwell. After the whole big skit with her and Dexter Loomis, she is also being talked about about a move to the main roster. So you think Bad Blood, we're getting the way on the main roster, right? I would hope to be get the way, but I'm so excited to get the Garo Del Fantasma. Finally. Yeah, he needs to be up there. Yes, he finally, be up finally, there. finally, give those guys some work, man. But we all know <clears throat> they're going to SmackDown. <laughs> That's where all the Latinos go. They're going to SmackDown. I hope so. I hope SmackDown needs something. I, I've been saying this for weeks. Yeah, Triple H is over here giving everything. I'm He's throwing yeah, everything I'm at Raw. No, I'm like SmackDown over here no, with, with, like the, with, the, with, the, with the little cup. Like, can we get the smears of someone returning to us, please, Triple H? Oh, yeah. 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 Fox is like, can we get can we get the one return outside of uh, you know carrying cross, please? Give mm-hmm. us something, Mr. Triple H. God damn it! He's putting everybody on Raw. Raw is the flagship of the WWE, but SmackDown That's was killing why. the game. SmackDown, <laughs> SmackDown gets the more money. That's all I'm about. Yeah, I mean, you better, yeah. you better know who pays you the most money. Triple H, like, Look, be, be careful. I already got a ready-made feud for Legado Del Fantasma. Oh. Turn Dominic heel. Let Dominic go work with Legado Del Fantasma. That's hey, it. I mean, I can't better than get. That. By uh by uh Renee Rhea Ripley. So Dude. <laughs> I was about to say Renee. <laughs> look, yeah, I was about look, to say Renee. This show ain't this show ain't triple X rated, so I can't tell you my thoughts on what's going on with Dominic and uh Rhea. But um, you know, it's some it's some dominatrix type shit, and I think Dominic might like it. You know, <laughs> you know he, seems, he seems like he is sub mysterio and not dominant. Yeah, he is sub mysterio. Uh, I don't mean sub to the channel, I mean <laughs> Something good. Uh, it's too early in the morning. It's too early in the morning. WWE draft is no longer expected to take place after. Thank Clash God. Apple now. Thank you, uh, Jesus. It was Don't have it happen. this month. 
<laughs> that the talent expected the draft to take place after the September 3rd pay-per-view with people being uh, scheduled for Raw and SmackDown after those shows. But Fightful Select reports that several Raw talent have been unbooked for the September 9th SmackDown and USA Network. Sources have said to talent that the draft isn't happening in the immediate future. It is said that the, some have outright said that WrestleMania is likelier to be the window for the draft, though USA Network does not internally have a date listed for the draft. Uh, I, I think that WrestleMania, after WrestleMania is the perfect time to do the WWE draft, and it should have always stuck, stuck like that. But here we are. I, I hope that's, that's, the, that's the goal. It's always been the reset, you know, um, WrestleMania. Um, I don't think they need to draft at all, to be honest with you. Thank you. I mean, no, they do because, I, like I said, Bad Blood SmackDown <laughs> needs something. No, they need no, to look, hear me this out. talent out. Hear me out. Get rid of the brand split. Let people go nah. back and forth between Raw and SmackDown. Uh I'm sorry. I remember how bad it was when there was no brand split. <laughs> Raw became Me a too. rerun show. It became a rerun show. I mean, no, SmackDown was the rerun yes, show and just was... gave us rematches of Raw. Yeah, it might be better with Triple H, but we need the brand split <sighs> to give more people opportunities. Okay, I, I, I can agree okay. with that. Okay. I can agree uh, with that. We, Let's talk about is people who have lost their job, though, because Jeff Jarrett's <laughs> run with WWE is apparently over again. Uh, Jeff Jarrett was uh, brought back to the company just a few months ago uh, to be their head of, of live events, uh, senior vice president of live events, I believe is the, is the name of his position, but he has now departed. PW Insider reports that Jarrett has exited his role as senior vice president of live events, and the company reports that Jarrett exited the position last week, with Friday being his likely last day on the job. He returned to WWE in May to take over that spot, and uh, he had worked with them from 2019 to 2021. And PW Insider also reported that Road Dog Brian James is returning to the company, and in a, in a in another report confirmed that he will be the new senior vice president of live events. That is the position Jarrett had held before he exited the company last week. Road Dog is returning to WWE after he was released in January, and. He was one of the members of the NXT team as a coach and producer, and now he has taken over this new position. Thank God, Rodo can stop begging. Oh, you didn't know? Job. <laughs> look, man, look, who would have thought that in 1999, <laughs> Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and the New Age Outlaw stood in the middle of the ring on a on a Monday Night Raw, and they said, "In ten years, we're gonna own this company." Hmm. That was the funniest shit I have ever heard. Until Road Dog, who was on Twitter begging Tony Khan for a job, wow, gets a job, look at that. and now look, DX is legitly running the WWE. <laughs> If Billy Gunn leaves AEW right now and shows up at WWE, dude, the McMahon Helmsley era. <laughs> <laughs> it was a real thing. It it's was a real it was really thing. It, it was predicting the future, oh, ladies and gentlemen. I've been seeing uh, it's like I told you guys when that old man retires, this idiot his, his idiot son and all his dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Oh yes. my God, man! But yeah, and, and um, yes. Frantic World says Double J is free again. Yes, he's free to lose to Effie in GCW. That's what yep. needs to happen. Yep. And uh, Bell asking, how long till Sean Waltman and Kevin Nash gets a job too? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Sean Waltman in uh, charge of AEW cruiserweights. I mean, and NXT cruiserweights. All of a sudden, <laughs> cruiserweights <have laughs> back. In addition to the creative changes and talent signings in WWE, apparently they'll be making some design changes to their titles, Chrissy. Uh, the Twitter account Belt Fan Dan reported uh, the following that Rumor Mill says Triple H making numerous belt design changes. Dan is a prominent belt maker for wrestling companies and collector. He has broken belt-related news in the past. No word on which titles may get a redesign. Chrissy, if you can redesign one of these titles, what would it be? Put a uh, picture back, please, for me, uh, producer. Um, I I say everything on the from the middle to the left. I would change. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I I agree. I was gonna say the women side for sure. Um. But yeah, the SmackDown thing, they're, all of them are all ugly. Like they're just, just they're old. Like you need to re, re revamp everything. The whole, everything needs to be revamped. You gave them the dipset dip belt. So why don't you just change everybody? Yeah, the dipset belt is fine. That's why I said the right side yeah. be good. Everything the on right the middle to the, the left. The right side the 24 set, the middle to the left, that, that whole size. The world champs to the tag t- champs, that's the trash ones. Okay. Go, 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 go to my screen real quick. Okay, you see the belts behind me? Yes. The NWA Continental Heavyweight Championship, NWA Western States Heritage title, NWA Pacific Northwest Heavyweight title, OIWA North American Championship. You see the belt designs there? Go Mm -hmm. back to the other belt. Go back to the other design. (laughs) Toys. Those are fucking toys. They look like fucking toys, yeah. Get Get rid of the big W. Because yeah, we don't need stupid. it no more. Yeah, the United States Championship belt. Go back to the old design. The Intercontinental. No, I like the, I like the Dipset piece. Uh, you like that's that? one I, I disagree. I love the Dipset piece. The Intercontinental sorry, belt. Yeah. I hate that Intercontinental belt. It's too those small. Ta- I feel like it's those too ta- small. Yeah, those tag team belts. Trash those. Trash yeah, those. Burn them. Burn them. And do me one solid. Cause somebody call fucking Malusa, Medusa. And have her take that twenty four seven title and trash it, <laughs> please. I can I can tolerate that one because we know it's not it's a bullshit belt, so that's why it's bullshit. It's so the bullshit. other ones. The champion didn't even wear it on the show last this week. You know what? She yeah. she did when she came out with it. She oh, <laughs> man. She 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 came out with it, but she she acknowledged it, and they but haven't acknowledged it I'm much give you since guys- Triple H came in the follow. I'm gonna give you guys a little trivia right here. I mean, you know, SP3, you've been on, uh, you've been on uh, Quizzlemania, so I'm gonna give you a little trivia that you can go ahead and impart to those guys because they're scared of me in Quizzlemania. Because <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm a wrestling thesaurus. Um, I see. So, who is the most, who is the longest reigning and defending champion in the entire history of the WWE? Think about it before you answer. Uh, me. Fabulous Moolah. Nope. Who? Who? Think. Just think about it. 
We don't got my, we don't got our, time, brother. We, our <laughs> truth. Our I was truth. say our truth. Our truth. Yes. Yeah, Giants held the 24 7 title 53 times for an. Oh, you said longest of, reigning. You said longest reigning. Yeah, but wait. You didn't say his time. That 24 7 title reigning. has been going on right. for like was, five wait, 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 years. Wait, 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 wait. Sir, sir. You said, lo- didn't he say longest reigning, Chris? And defending. And defending. Moolah yeah, yeah the it was Fabulous Moolah. Fabulous Moolah held the woman's title for like 30 years. It was Fabulous Moolah. You didn't say most really times. Count. Who's held okay. the title most, most times? Most times. Yes. But also defending. Because this dude would lose the belt, defend the belt 73 times in one night. <laughs> right? Like, like, come on, man. Look, he talked he talked shit about John Cena, and I laughed my ass off. I was like, dude, technically he's right. He's held more championships than Ric Flair, than John Cena, than Triple H, Shawn Michaels, all combined. That trash title has, has seen more TV time than Roman Reigns has in 2022. It's true. It's true. But speaking of TV and TV time, uh, WWE apparently is not going to TV 14. Chrissy, uh, they, uh, PW Insider has an update on what happened with the planned uh, change, which was previously rumored to be a decision by USA Network. Their initial plans to change the TV rating, it appears they are no longer uh, moving forward. PW Insider notes that multiple sources stated that WWE has no current plans to change any of its TV rating for the company's weekly programming. Uh, speaking of also more TV, uh, Vince McMahon, the plans for his docu-series are not scrapped. Her, her, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that this is not the case and Netflix is moving forward with the project. WWE Netflix will be smoke. cooperating. Yeah. <laughs> Netflix, we'll Netflix just wants people to watch this stuff. That's all that shit is. Like they, people, and people will watch it. That's the whole point of that. And uh, their executive producer is going to be Chris Smith, who was responsible for the docu-series Tiger King. So Tiger oh, King, the Tiger King producer, is going to be doing the Visic Bad documentary. And oh, Vince God. was also in the news this week, according to a report by TMZ, the former WWE chairman and CEO Vince McMahon being ex- escorted by an unidentified female companion was seen leaving the way... <laughs> The Waverly Inn on Bank Street in New York City uh, for his birthday celebration, which also had John Cena there with his wife, and also Brock Lesnar and Pat McAfee was there. Is her bag but, in uh, her mouth? <laughs> yes, I think so. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, man. Vince. Vince, come on, bro. Too much DNA on these NDAs, Vince. Come on. Stop. God, genetic jackhammer my ass. Stop. <laughs> genetic jackhammering all over the piece. Miss Chrissy Love, I know you gotta you gotta run, you gotta do some family time. Please let the people know where they can find you on social media, sis. <laughs> yes, guys. Uh you can find me on IG, Twitter, and on Facebook. Uh it is Chrissy Love underscore one. Or uh my handle on uh Twitter is True Hill Chrissy Love, and you can find me doing Servant Face and Heels. You can find me on our flagship show, which is True Hill Heat, every Saturday. Um, we will be back with uh, Serving Face and Hills. Uh, just scheduling for myself and uh, Stephanie has just been bananas. Uh, so we, uh, I apologize for that. So please forgive us. Um, other than that, hit me up. I'll be on watch-alongs. I'll be all over. So just hit me up and you'll see me there. 
Yes, thank you, Chrissy, of, as always, for being the great co-host that I yes. need. And we will, <laughs> we will close things off for you here while you go do some family time, sis. Thank you. Adios, Chrissy. See you yes, later. Until, until next week, Chrissy. We'll yes, see you yes, later, yes. sis. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. But we got to cover Bad Blood, some AEW news, some uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling news as well as we close things out on this edition of True Hill Heat. In AEW news, a lot of fallout from this week uh, as far as where they're going with their TV uh content and they've become known for their tv 14 rating with wrestlers frequently swearing in several segments however it seems that may be coming to an end as the wrestling observer newsletter reported that word had been sent to aew from warner brothers discovery that they would like the company to tone down the language on television it was noted that at this time it appears nothing has been said about the blood in matches uh fightful and crap city's own will washington has learned several uh, uh, significant details and a source inside Warner Brothers Discovery said that they uh they view their relationship with AEW as strong as AEW programming in its current form has made no negative waves overall it holds up their end of the deal particularly in the ratings performance and both sides talked about how pleased they were with the integrations of House of Dragon and Shark Week and during the AEW summer, summer programming and there's a high level of trust between WBD and AEW and regarding that language being needing to tone down uh, it says that there is no, there has been no content as far as that, and that there was basically a miscommunication during that all talent meeting on Wednesday. And the point was to stress that they could get network heat if they fly too close to the sun, but we're mm -hmm. told there was no edict of them toning down the language. So, what do you think? Do you think that AEW is going to get a bigger deal from WBD when their deal is up at the end of uh, 2023? I honestly do because. The, the branding that you know the branding with the new CEO of Warner Brothers Discovery is that um he wants to make the show he wants to make the, the corporation more fan friendly you know like where I mean more yeah. more like more like uh like like Disney plus you know but he also wants to have these live events be more realistic so the blood I don't think he's gonna tone the blood down so much but the effing and Jeff, and I think so. I do think they're gonna they're, they're gonna tone it down just a little bit. Um, right away, probably not, because ninety nine percent of the time, that right there, <laughs> that's uh, that's that's how that's Moxley's gimmick right there. So, you know, I mean, if you take that from Moxley, what is he? What is he? Just a hardcore guy. Yeah, so. yeah. They kind of you kind of need that, especially like you other guys, like uh, you know. Uh, Eddie Kingston, Chris mm -hmm. Jericho too. He loves to to drop those swears. He was like one of the first to do that on AEW television as well. We're gonna move on to New Japan Pro Wrestling news. NJPW will crown an IWGP Women's Champion in November, and the title belt has been revealed. Stardom shared the design of the title to Twitter, as you can see here. The first champion will be crowned on November twentieth at New Japan and Stardom's historic X over in the final 
finals of the EVA tournament that begins on October 2nd at the New Japan Pro Wrestling Royal Quest Night 2 event. And New Japan announced the first three matchups for the upcoming event uh, with uh, Historic X over as Hiroshi Tanahashi will team with Yutami Hayashita against Hiroki Goto and Maka. Also, Tom Lawler and Shuri will face Julia <laughs> and Zack Sabre Jr. So there's some big matches mixing up the two rosters there. New Japan also announced three title matches for their upcoming Burning Spirit event on September 25th as IWGP US champion Will Ospreay will face David Finley. Never Openweight champion Carl Anderson will face Roshi Tanahashi and IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions TJP and Francisco Akira will face Master Wado and Rasuki Taguchi. And their big event in October is on October 10th, New Japan Pro Wrestling Declaration of Power. And the event will see IWGP World Heavyweight Champion Jay White versus Tom Tamatanga. And you're going to see Kazuka Okada versus Jonah in a rematch from the G1 Climax Tournament. Impact Wrestling News, following speculation about her status with Impact, a new report says Tennille Dashwood has exited the company. PW Insider confirmed with sources that she is done with the company as her contract has expired, and her last match was with Masha Slamovich in early May. In a post on Twitter, Dashwood confirmed that she is a free agent by posting the definition of the term, and Matt Cat Moss has uh, also received recently confirmed to be dating Dashwood, reacted with a series of IMO emojis so bad blood do you think Tennille dashwood aka emma returns to wwe next emma was with triple h girl yes that was a triple h creation triple h loves emma i can see emma coming back as Tennille dashwood i don't see her coming back as emma um i do think she's going to show up on wwe programming which would be awesome um don't send her back to nxt don't do the whole Emma with the bubbles and all that stuff like that. Don't do that. Um, bring her back and put her with Bailey and and uh, the other NXT girls. Make that a, make that the new the new uh, new four horsewomen. I mean, think about do something that. like that. Yeah, I mean, she would fit perfectly in that. I mean, they like like her and uh, um, she she was feuding with um. Wasn't she well, her and Dana Brooke were, were yeah. a duo before. That would be something mm-hmm. to kind of switch up Dana Brooke's presentation. Yeah, give, interesting there. give her some new life. Give her that belt. You know, give her, you know, now now you have these women's tag team championships back. Let's get some real women tag teams together. You know, let's do it that. Would help. Yeah, it would help. Sure it would help. Juice things she, up. She's an Make asset. She's an asset. Yeah. Yeah. She, in our- she's definitely an asset. In our final news notes here, we got Game Changer Wrestling has announced that Jonathan Gresham will return to the company next month for GCW Shooting Star on September 23rd in Los Angeles. Uh, an additional, an initial uh, announce on Busted Open Radio on Thursday, Taya Valkyrie will defend our MLW Women's Featherweight Championship against Deanna Parazza and Chelsea Green at the Wrestling Showcase in Chicago on September 3rd. So we'll talk all about all the big shows from Chicago next weekend, but we got to do a quick preview to end things off of NWA 74. What's your thoughts on NWA wrestling as I am just 
kind of done with NWA at this moment because of uh, their choice for the main event of their night two of this event. But what do you think about NWA at the moment, Bad Blood? <sighs> well, as you can see behind me, I'm an NWA guy. I made all the history of ever made wrestling has been through the NWA. Um, but that wasn't Billy Corgan's NWA. I have a bunch of friends that work at the NWA. Shout out to my boy Homicide, my boy Black G's, um, Tim Storm. I'm just, um, shit, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say anything bad, but there definitely isn't much I can say about the main event. <laughs> well, we're what just going to run down one down the card here. Night one is tonight. They got a tables match with Bully Ray versus Mike Knox. They also Shots got the Knox, NWA yeah. Women's World Championship up for grabs. Camille versus Taya Valkyrie. I do want to see that match. Mm-hmm. Uh, NWA National Heavyweight Championship. Jax Dane versus Zion. You also got NWA World Tag Team titles. Commonwealth Connection versus the former champions. La Rebellion. The aforementioned Homicide will defend the NWA World Junior Heavyweight Championship against the son of, of uh, Ricky Morton, Carrie Morton. The Burke Invitational will be up for grabs for a shot at the NWA Women's World Championship. They have a Bazilzi's Be- a Bellum match as Miserably Faithful will verse Ill Begotten Mad. Cardona will make his return to NWA, the former NWA World Heavyweight Champion versus hand-picked opponent, EC3 versus Mims, Pope versus Rodney Mack, very interesting there, pre-show is going to have Luke Haas versus FSK, and Country Gentleman versus Gold Rush, and then night two, you have Nick Aldis versus Flip Gordon, Colby Carino versus Caprice Coleman, Tom Lattimore versus Judas, you have Missouri versus Magic Jake Dumas, a 10-team battle royal for the NWA United States Tag Team Championships, which is returning to the company, a street fight for the NWA women's tag team titles as Pretty Empowered versus the Hex. MLW Openweight Championship will be defended as Davey Richards versus Thrill Billy Silas. And NWA Women's World Championship will be up for grabs as Camille or Taya Valkyrie will versus the winner of the Berg. And then the NWA World Heavyweight Championship matchup. The reason why I'm not even going to do predictions for this damn show's <laughs> Trevor Murdoch will defend against Tyrus. <laughs> what the hell is this company doing? <laughs> okay, let me tell you something. I wrestled Tim Storm for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship in Portland, Oregon. It was the most exciting. It was it was in my opinion, it was the match, it was my dream match. I love and respect Tim Storm. He was a great NWA world champion. The fact that I got to wrestle for the 10 pounds of gold. I mean, Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat, Sting, all these amazing people, Dusty Rhodes, you know, uh, all the way down to Tim Storm held that NWA World Heavyweight Championship. It was prestigious. It was like I was like a kid in a candy store when James Beard held that belt in front of me, and I looked at it, and I touched it. Literally, no lie, at the end of the match, I stood in the middle of the ring with tears in my eyes. I was that excited. This main event is bullshit. This 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 main event shits on the history of that NWA World Heavyweight Title. Pretty much, 
Pretty much. I think we're oh. all in agreement as uh, Frantic World says, oh my, that's a terrible main event. And it doesn't, you, don't, you can't even put it any better than that. So that brings us to a close on another edition of True Hill Heat, True Hill Heat 190. We want to give a big thanks to our special guest here, the franchise player, Bad Blood. Please let the people know where they can find you on social media, what you got going on, good sir. You can find me every Monday, every Wednesday, every Friday, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, live on Twitch on the Roundtable Pro Wrestling Podcast, twitch.tv backslash Roundtable Pro Wrestling Pod. Um, we're almost to our goal. We, we're, we set a limit to 150 people. We're at 118, 115 right now. So, yo, go like, click, subscribe, hit that bell. We talk all the madness about professional wrestling. Um, you can find me on, twi- on Twitter. At the Bad Blood brand, you can find me on uh, Instagram, same way, Snapchat, same way. We're always talking about professional wrestling. We're like a live and a living color, no filter, no BS, just straight wrestling. I want to give a shout out to people here at uh, True Hill Heat. And I got to tell you guys, I'm, I'm going to put them over a little bit because um, if it wasn't for SP3, I would not be doing the podcast game like I am right now. Introduced me to a lot of great people. Uh, got me got, basically gave me the 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 want and need to push to get my podcast out there. Now we're on BodySlam.net. Uh, so shout out to SP3 for always being a straight up dude. Um, yes, sir. That's right. Much love to you. Um, Thank you. Yo, ladies, go like, click, and subscribe, ladies and gentlemen. This is a hot show, and they do bring the heat. Thank you so much, man. I'm glad we could finally get you on the show here, bringing your great perspective on all the craziness in professional mm. wrestling this past week. You can find me on the Twitter machine at True Hill SP3. Follow the gang Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True Hill Heat. Patreon.com forward slash mm-hmm. True Hill Heat for $3 a month. You get more exclusive content. You get the True Hill Heat Prediction Championship. Yes, we will get some predictions for NWA 74. Because oh we my do. God. Uh, <laughs> and ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash True Hills for your True Hill Heat merchandise. We're not done with content for today, though, because you could jump over to the True Hill Heat Sports YouTube channel coming up in about just little, little less than 15 minutes. We got KSI two fights one night watch along hosted mm. by Romeo Chase Oliver will be there. Big Mike will be there watching this crazy show by DAZN, uh with KSI making history, having two fights in one night. And of course, over on twitch.tv forward slash True Hill Heat Wrestling, we got Dark Power later today with Stat King reviewing NWA Power, AEW Dark Elevation and AEW Dark. But thank you so much to our special guest, the franchise player, Bad Blood, for Miss Chrissy Love, for Top Guy JJ, for Bad Blood. It is me, it is me, the True Hill Phenom, SP3. This has been True Hill Heat, 190, all elite drama. We are signing up.